This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Monday through Friday, 5 to 10. KLEQ and KLEQ HD1 El Paso. A town square media station. Must be Monday. 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 Recovery Monday. Monday. Oh, already? Where'd the time go? What do you mean Monday? I hate Mondays. Hey, where'd the time go? Mondays are the worst. Oh, I hate Mondays. And so begins another wonderful work week. No! Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. Okay. Are you done? Let's get back to work. Showtime. Only on 95.5 KLAQ. There we go. All right. I was not sure if I was being there heard is. or not. Good morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Things get reset over the weekend sometimes. And I'm all, what's taking right. us? Does no, he know? No, I was, I was with all my might. I was I trying to it, talk. It was me. I pressed a button. Uh, oh, so it wasn't, you can't blame it on somebody over the weekend? I think it was because we had the UTEP game here. Well, then blame it on somebody else. Yeah. Blame it on those UTEP. <laughs> Whoever did the UTEP broadcast. Oh. Well, thank God we got that UTEP game in the air. Um, I, I'm just telling if you, if you want to get me started, get me started talking about the Miners' first game. Okay. Did you go? Uh-huh. Yeah. How, how did that go? Good. I went to, like, my, my first tailgate. Not my first tailgate, but uh, Steve's brother was having a tailgate, so we went to that. Fun. We got there, like, three hours before the game started. So, like, by 4 o'clock, well, by 4.30, it busted open raining. Right, and it rained yeah. pretty consistently there for a while. And uh, Matt is kind of new to doing tailgates. I think this is only his second one. And he didn't know, bring a canopy or a tent or whatever. I mean, at first we were like, oh, we really need a canopy or a tent. First of all, because the sun the was sun, coming yeah. out. Second of all, everybody else that was tailgating had one. It's like, you know, yeah. peer pressure. We should, get, we should get a tent or a canopy of some Looking kind. like some rookies it, over there. And then when the skies opened up and started raining, then we really wanted uh, a canopy, but we didn't have it. And uh, as far as the game goes, all right, so in fairness, uh, first game of the season looked pretty much like a sellout in the crowd. It uh, was it was officially uh, considered yes, officially a sellout. I yeah, mean, yeah, but I know look that around the stadium. That's why I said officially. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of places in the stadium where you could you could sit and not have anybody yeah, within yeah. ten feet of. But you, it was but. it was a tough feat to get there to get that uh, you know 
sold out mm-hmm. official. And uh, so the the first half, it's like, oh, okay, these are two mediocre teams playing each other, but maybe it'll, you know, mediocre versus mediocre, maybe it'll be okay. Then I go home at halftime, because this game started late because of the rain delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I do watch, the, I watched the entire uh, rest of the game when I got home. And boy, did we stink it up. <laughs> the Miners just, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't put anything together. The other team ran the score up on them. So it's like, all right, two mediocre to crap teams, but then we got we got our clock cleaned yeah. by another mediocre team, so mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> no. like there should have been some kind of advance warning from <laughs> Steve Kaplowitz or somebody to say, Steve don't is get the your, hype man. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. He'll always be the hype man for you, Seth, though. And listen, sure. they, listen, they've got a they've got a way to go, right. but it's up from here, right? No more. Am I like I could uh, I could easily see him being four and two <laughs> after six games? Yeah, four and two, right? And then when I got home, you know, it's not Teicher doing the call on TV. It's some national guy. Right. And they were talking about, yeah, with Oklahoma. And then uh, they've got Boise coming up. Uh, The Miners are looking at maybe starting the season (laughs) (laughs) 0-6. So so that's what the national broadcast team was saying after the game on Saturday. Um, (laughs) We've got our Monday movie club. All right. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on our movie that we picked out. Joanna, we all great watched it over the pick, weekend. Girl, I, lo- I, I was into that. I was American into it. American Psycho. So we're going to do a full <laughs> breakdown and discussion and conversation about the 2000 movie American Psycho based on the 1990 book, book by Brett Easton Ellis and starring Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot, lot to talk about there, but we're going to do that in a Facebook Live after the show today. Uh, so listen in. I think people enjoyed our Godfather uh, movie club I last think so week. too. Yeah. I think people listen into it. Like I already have. People are sending me their reviews already uh, since Friday. So I of, nice. of American Psycho. Of American Psycho. Yeah. I've gotten a few already. Yeah. Uh, before we start previewing what's coming up in the news, let's just get an update on uh, embattled. El Paso District Attorney Yvonne Rosales, some paperwork was filed last week seeking to recall the district attorney for uh, incompetence, for not doing her job, for letting uh, a backlog of uh, cases go unscreened to like 12,000, I think, are out there. Still, in, yep, still waiting. Um, so, yeah, so we teased kind of, we, we teased an a interview that she was going to do with KVIA for ABC 7 Extra that was supposed to air last night at 10.35. Said it was going to be taping uh, Friday at 2 o'clock, but she could still pull out. She did end up pulling out of that interview. Okay, so she did not do the interview with KVIA. No, she did um, give them a statement, which I can read in full. Uh, It's not very long. Um, She said, we appreciate the opportunity to participate in an interview to comment on recent developments. However, the administration has been advised by out-of-town counsel to temporarily not make any comment on ongoing litigation or any other matters at this time. However, The litigation being the recall effort? That's... What I believe. I mean, if you're not out there vigorously defending yourself, you've got you've got issues. <laughs> I think. Right. But yeah, sure. Your legal counsel told you not to discuss anything because there's no upside for you. You know, if there is any upside for you, you need to get out there and present it to the public. 
I mean, you would, you know, if if there is something this egregious happening that is that is yeah. leading to this, we, I would be. We're sh- owed I mean, an I would be shouting it we from are, the rooftops. We are, but we are owed an explanation. Absolutely. So she said, continued, however, the community will be receiving a statement next week that will reveal new information which addresses their concerns and that oh. will confirm that there are several ongoing investigations with multiple agencies regarding several of the parties involved in these political attacks. Okay, so she's still saying that the backlog of 12,000 unscreened... Uh, it's a political... Um, arrestees, I guess. Sure. Uh, is yeah. just a political hit job on her. But what's she mean there's investigations into these By all people? means, well, let's see that. It seems like you'd want to get that out over the weekend, but fine. We're going to wait for a week and see what they tell us then. Is it going to be another one-sentence statement? or <laughs> We'll wonder. see. You know, We'll see. Um, but that's the update. There has been no interview. There's been no yeah. questioning. It's just been statement um, after statement, uh, aside from that KFOX interview with a few questions um, earlier last week. So that's the update on that. If there is a statement that comes down before 10 a.m., I will absolutely read it immediately. Right. So we'll see. Definitely keep an eye on that story. Uh, Joanna Barber is going to have entertainment news headed our way this morning. Mm-hmm. So what do we have coming up? today, Joanna. Uh, Richard Simmons is speaking out after that TMZ documentary about him was released. Oh my God. I think that's so fascinating. Did you watch it? Yeah. Was it all about, wasn't it like a a few years back where Richard Simmons and they thought, okay, he's being held against his will. By, by his maid. By, by, by right, <laughs> oh one God. of his caretakers yes, or whatever. His maid was si- like signing all of his checks for him. Is that stuff. what the documentary is about? Yes. And she was like wearing Prada and Gucci. <gasps> oh, it's in my queue. Oh my it's in my queue. I gotta watch it. And then nobody could see, like nobody had seen Richard Simmons in years and they were like, what's up with What's Richard? it on? Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. All right. Well, Richard Simmons has spoken. The real one. You know, the real one. And I'll and let you know say, Come on, ladies, get those knees <laughs> up. We gotta get sweating to the oldies. <laughs> oh. Ooh, happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> hey, why'd you call me a bunch this weekend? Did I? Yeah. That's adorable. I don't think I called you a bunch. Might have butt dialed you, buddy. <laughs> call me at least two times. Maybe I he missed you. you two missed times. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Did remember you drunk doing that. Did I, no. <gasps> you drunk dialed him. It's not, it was like not. during the day, so that'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well he was tailgating. That's yeah, what day drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not showing that I called you once this weekend, pal. <laughs> Okay. No. Sorry. Do you know how to use up. your phone, though? No. Or how to look up phone? Not really. Okay. No, not so much. <laughs> Nico, what do you bring to the show today? What do we have to talk about? Oh, you know. <laughs> Don't have anything? No. All right, we'll pass. <laughs> Notice how he wasn't telling you, like, to go to him. Next. Yeah, right. Because when he's got something, he's over here. He's, like, pointing to uh-huh. himself like this. Well, you stopped, You forgot about me so often, I stopped bringing things. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, you do. <laughs> so early. American Psycho, by the way, really good date movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Real good date Why movie. Why would it be a good date movie? You know what? Did he kills have, everybody he did dates. Did you have a date over? Uh, there might have been and a date. And you were watching American Psycho on your date? Uh, might have. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And Real good. You, the whole time, did you have to explain, like, I'm watching this for work? <laughs> Uh, and did you they say, already knew, and then they were oh, like, your work makes you do homework? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess they are. 
Megan, other than the uh, story about District Attorney Yvonne Rosales, uh, what else do we have coming up in the news today? Well, Buzz, Texas Democrat candidate for Governor Beto O'Rourke has temporarily suspended his campaign. He has uh, gotten sick with a bacterial infection, so he's actually here in El Paso recovering. I will have the latest on that. And in national news, there's uh, some COVID boosters coming, more that have not been tried on humans yet but they have been tried on mice so we'll give you an update on that i'm sure it'll be really you know make people feel much better about these uh these covid shots and boosters so they had a yeah. uh they had a survey i want to tell you about and asked people if you had an option to work four days a week but work 10 hours a day uh, but only work four hour week would you would you choose to do that 70 percent said they would uh, so 70% of people said they would take a four 10-hour days. Right. I mean, sure. most of us are, are really only working six-hour days and then faking two of the hours. <laughs> so let's just do that. We could do that with an extra couple of hours per day, <sighs> probably. Uh, all right. We got a lot coming up. We're going to have today in sound clips on the way in just a few minutes. It's Monday. We're back to school. We're back to work. We're getting the week started the right way. Thank you for joining us. A lot coming up on the Buzz Adams Morning Show today. Heading back to work on a Monday. Where the hell did my weekend go? I got to go back to work now. I really wish I could pull a no-show. Honey, I'd lose my job My boss is such a fat knob F*** Mondays They make me feel sick F*** Mondays They can go suck a dick hey. I spent two lovely days In a relaxing haze But they won't let me smoke that at work Yes, it's been Quite a weekend Chilling out and watching Netflix But now I'm stuck in this traffic Three years and it still isn't fixed Traffic's in a quagmire And I'm hoping I don't get fired Mondays, I wish they didn't exist Mondays, I hope my boss ain't too pissed. Traffic's not moving at all. I wish I could just call and tell my boss that I quit. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at three with every. Before we get into today's sound clips, let me give you a look at El Paso weather. So we do have chance of rain, uh, mostly this evening. We're going to look at about a 15% chance of rain once the uh, sun goes down, then overnight into tomorrow. And for Tuesday and Wednesday, that's when we're seeing our biggest chance of rain this week. 40% chance of rain on Tuesday, scattered uh, and isolated thunderstorms on Wednesday, and look at it about 30 to 40%. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, good chance we're going to get, you know, some rain in about 50% of the coverage area. Then it's going to it's gonna clear off, but not entirely. We're going to have a 
10 to 20% chance of rain sticking around. It looks like Thursday on through Saturday. El Paso weather and the golfers forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online now at PaintedDunes.com. Or you can give them a call, 915-821-2122. That's 821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. And now, today in Sound Clips. All right, all of the day's news with accompanying sound bites and actualities. And first of all, we're going to talk about NASA. Nico, do you know what the Artemis uh, mission is all about? Yeah, the Artemis 1 mission is NASA's attempt to get back to the moon, or at least the, the Okay, but the shuttle. thing they're doing a countdown now to isn't going to be manned. No, this all is right. an unmanned mission. But it's going to the moon? Yes, it's going to, it's going to sur- sur- survey the moon by orbiting it. Is it going to return to Earth? Are they talking about, like, the long-term plan is to put people back on the moon? That's not what this mission is. So this mission is maybe, though, it, well, let's find out if future NASA, attempts to do that. Let's yeah. find out if NASA Administrator Bill Nelson can shed some light on what's going on. Uh, the NASA Administrator says that testing the heat shield is a key objective of Artemis One's maiden flight. You can't test that in a lab. If the heat shield survives and does what it is expected to do, it's a successful test. And uh, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says if Artemis One's maiden flight is successful, there's already a timetable as to when astronauts from the U.S. will be going back to the moon. We're ready in two years. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to get excited by something NASA's doing, but... I mean, I feel like they put the bar pretty high when they sent people back, when they sent people to the moon. Back in the days when a computer was the size of a room, right? <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. got a more powerful computer on your phone than they had at, at NASA Command Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Houston is where that was. I seem to remember them telling Houston, Houston they had a problem. They had a problem. a problem. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that amazing yeah. that basically what they were in was a tin can on the top of a really big rocket they got that to go up into space to the moon the people went down to the moon while one guy stayed in circle think about this that's in crazy 1969 we were still stuck in the middle of vietnam mm-hmm. woodstock was happening the charles manson murders happened that's you know within a few weeks of that but that they were able to send people on a basically a Tin can. A tin can on the <laughs> on the end of a stick of dynamite and take them to the moon. They walked around, they collected stuff, then they went back up to the orbiter, got in it, and went back. Crazy. Almost unbelievable. I, 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 can, I was going to say, I can almost see how some of these moon deniers like, yeah. we didn't do that. It's we didn't even have computers in our house. Yeah. Most people didn't have a microwave. <laughs> also, but if we didn't have the technology to go there, we definitely didn't have the technology to fake it. <laughs> uh, apparently, part of the programming for the celebration or right before the, the liftoff, appearances by celebrities like Jack Black, Chris Evans, and Kiki Palmer. What the, what's, the, what's the theme there? <laughs> and performances of the Star Spangled Banner by Josh Groban and Herbie Hancock. And wow. America the Beautiful 
by the Philadelphia Orchestra and cellist Yo-Yo Ma. Okay, so clearly there's PR element <laughs> to what's going on with this Artemis launch. Yes. It's really to test things out. It's unmanned. They're, they're going to be orbiting the moon, and I think they will be leaving uh, behind the, uh, sp- the Orion control uh, system. For the record, anybody listening, I don't want you to be confused on my stance. I believe that we did go to the moon. Uh, we did it multiple times. We what left, are you, a conspiracy no, theorist? No, we did it. We left reflectors back there that you can still beam a laser off of yeah. from Earth to make mm-hmm. sure that they're there. Mm-hmm. It's just that it was so audacious. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do that in 1969 just seems like it would have been beyond our capability. But I'm not a, I'm not a moon landing denier. I'm just saying that it's so wildly impressive. You a moony? <laughs> no, mo- is moody. that what they're called? <laughs> now, Moonies are the people at the, at the L.A. airport that run up. You know, the Moonies have gone stealth. You used to be able to recognize the Moonies from a half a mile away because they were wearing those orange robes. They don't do that anymore. They don't shave their heads. The next thing you know, it's somebody's coming up to talk to you. They're handing you a pamphlet. Those are the Moonies. You can't pick them out. Are you thinking of Hare Krishna? Yeah, I'm thinking of the Hare Krishna. Okay, right. so yeah. they're not Moonies. Though. Okay, well, whatever the Har- the Hare Krishnas. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. There's definitely something like I don't know. It's something that it, 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 I feel. You know, it gets me when there's like a rocket launch or a, you know. Remember when Richard um, Richard Branson did the launch from here, uh, New Mexico, and. Who went? Was, you got to remember. You got to remind me which celebrity went, so that I, uh, I know. didn't. Didn't he go? Did yeah, Richard Branson go? Yeah, and it was the you know the first time a normal person went up in space, and he was like, oh. Da, da, da. I, well, was, I, I, I had tears running down my face when I was watching it. I mean, there's something about like a rocket launch, and I don't know, you know, that feeling of it, the ceremonial aspect of it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. The countdown Ever. is exciting. Anything for Anything with a countdown, right? I'll take it. it. I'll watch it, and I'll feel good about it. I like it. Let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, doc- well, I shouldn't say they're Donald Trump documents. They're government documents being assessed for potential mine. national security mine. damage. They're mine. So what they're trying to do is, if somebody saw these, what's the damage? Does it name any like foreign assets or domestic assets? You know, these would be spies. C- CIA field reports is one of the things I heard. You know, uh, could potentially be in there. Appearing on ABC this week, Senator Roy Blunt says former President Trump should have handed over all classified documents before it ever got to the point of the Mar-a-Lago raid. I understand he turned over a lot of documents. He should have turned over all of them. Uh, I imagine he knows that very well now as well. In the wake of President Joe Biden's uh Student debt forgiveness uh, plan Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders responded to criticism from the Republicans that the Biden administration uh, is just giving out free money to people who didn't pay for college. GOP members have said the plan to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt could worsen of inflation and called it unfair to those who did not seek out student loans or to those who paid off their student loans or I guess to people who didn't go to college at all. Appearing on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos, Senator Bernie Sanders said Republicans have been given have given bigger breaks to the wealthiest Americans. I don't hear any of these Republicans squawking when we give massive tax breaks to billionaires, when we have an effective tax rate today, such that the one percent have a lower effective tax rate uh, than working people. 
Also, I don't know if you saw this on Friday, but the White House had uh, their Twitter handle specifically responding to every GOP senator or congressperson who, who said PP PPP loan, payroll protection. It it was supposed to help businesses with their payroll during COVID. So they're calling out anybody who's critical of this. They got it forgiven. A lot of these people, they don't have to pay the payroll stuff back, those loans that they got from the government. Yeah, but that was kind of the design to begin with, right? It's a loan. from the, You got it from the... Yeah, go- but a lot of it was to so you could keep your employees employed. It's it's not a loan. It was more of a grant than anything else. These are the same people that are saying, don't <laughs> forgive student loans. Are you, are you still saying that? Like, okay, Republicans should be able to get PPP loans forgiven for themselves, well, which are taxpayer money. It's taxpayer well, money. All kinds of people got PPE. It's not Republicans. It's re- Democrats, Republicans, people that aren't I know, even political. But Everybody the Republicans got, are the ones qualified, got PPP loans that are complaining so they can keep that students, students are going to get their debt erased. They're complaining about that. Why are they complaining about that when they got free money? All right, here's uh, Senator Bernie Sanders with some more of his commie talking points. We have major corporations in a given year don't pay a nickel in federal taxes. That's okay. But suddenly when we do something for working people, uh, it is a terrible idea. Right. Porta-potties are going missing in one Florida community. Uh, this community in southwest Florida has seen multiple porta-potties disappear recently. One man thinks he knows the reason why. Steve Mammon says <laughs> he recorded one porta-potty being stolen off a construction site by his doorbell camera. He thinks that other construction companies are grabbing the porta-potties so that they can pass inspection. So here is Florida resident Steve Mammon. It's kind of crazy for somebody to come and steal a porta potty. The wife caught it on the camera, and the guy in a Kubota with forks on the front of it just coming <laughs> afternoon and about five o'clock. And they didn't have a porta potty, so they couldn't get it an inspection without the porta potty. So they just come and nab this one. Hey, we just need it. Just we need to borrow BRB. it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just got a message from somebody. Oh, our friend Ian in the chat says, "Buzz." The PPP was a loan. I got one myself. If you met the criteria, it would be forgiven. If not, you have to pay it back. So that's the first thing I would ask. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm not a fan, but she got a PPP loan. $200,000. Did she meet Our tax money. Yes, but did did she use it in such a way that... She was entitled to to not have to pay it back. Like that is, did she have employees that she kept on staff using the PPP? Well, the point is the principle. It's Man, not I that think it's uh, Wait, apples no, no. and oranges. You don't think that students who want their loans forgiven, their their debt forgiven, is is the same thing as Marjorie Taylor Greene wanting her loans forgiven? Not also, at all. The same well, you just thing. got a message about this uh, right now in the in the neckline. Did I? Yep. Well, I haven't even looked at my email today. Because <laughs> it is. It is it is a, a loan, okay? It is not a grant. Let me see if I got it. Hey, Buzz. Yeah, it's Tobias again. Um, no, the PPP was not a grant. It was a loan that was given to us as business owners. Um, it's designed specifically for payroll. can only be used for that. Um but they later decided to um, make it to where we didn't have, have to pay it back. But it was designed as a loan. Oh, okay. So she didn't pay it back because she wasn't required to pay it back. 
and and Joe Biden's not requiring these people to pay their student loans back. And somehow you feel structure, everything was set, um, and then they forgave it. So please get your info right, folks. Yeah, get your info right. What 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 is your problem with students getting their debt forgiven? Yet somehow you don't mind big businesses doing it. Having, not, it's not like I'm losing sleep over it or anything. I'm just no, saying. But that, you are like speaking out against students getting their loans forgiven. It's like that sounds crazy. All right, well, can we all agree going forward? Read what you're signing. Make sure you're not going to burden yourself with crippling debt and make wiser decisions in the future. Can we say that, or is that too? Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, a woman was brought to tears after her dad broke a long-standing record. Longest distance using a hollowed-out pumpkin as a boat. Apparently, <laughs> it's the pumpkin floating world record. Nebraska. Oh, my God. Dwayne Hansen mm-hmm. broke the world record by paddling 38 miles down a river in a carved-out giant pumpkin. And if you think I'm just making stuff up, there is a picture of this <gasps> oh dude in his giant pumpkin. That's a That's big, a big pumpkin. pumpkin. Mm. That is a big-ass pumpkin. Dwayne Hansen. Here is the emotional moment when his daughter, Morgan, told him how proud she is of him. He always has said that you can do anything that you want. And how can you not believe somebody who goes out and does exactly what he wants? And I'm just so proud. I'm just really proud of you. Oh, thank you. Of all the pumpkin <laughs> boat floaters in the world. People said you, you couldn't do it. Oh, gosh. The dad's like, I just lost a bet, but thanks. <laughs> thanks, honey. <laughs> in a pumpkin. Oh, that is that's. They, I wonder if he can't if he has to get home by midnight, or else <laughs> it'll turn into a it'll carriage. Turn- <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh, all right, we'll go ahead and get to one more story here. Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, a wheel fell off a moving school bus, and it wasn't an empty school bus. It was full of students. CNN has video of what it sounded like inside the bus. And an interview with one of the parents. Absolutely, she was frightened. She was panicking. It could have been a major accident when a wheel come off of any vehicle. Yeah. No kidding. So <laughs> no, none of the kids were hurt, though. So oh, that's God, the good God. news. But I guess Scary. check those lug nuts. And, mm-hmm. You know, make sure you rotate those tires from time to time. Tighten them up. I don't know. I'm just them. repeating stuff that I've heard but never done. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to find yourself in a situation where your wheel's coming right off the bus. The wheels on the bus go all, all through the town. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for Monday is on the way right after this. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We'll be back in a scope. Is that a thing? On 95.5, a down and chop suey. Because, did you know today is Chop Suey Day? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I don't even know it's right here on the what calendar. What Chop Suey is? <sighs> like a Chinese dish. Right? What's, is it noodles? Delicious. <clears throat> is it not noodles? No, it no it's not noodles. <laughs> Buzz had no idea what it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm sure you've had it. You just didn't know it was Chop Suey. <laughs> also, breaking news, the Artemis 1 mission rocket is scrubbed today. Oh, because of the weather? Nope, from uh, engine issues. Oh. So they will not be launching today. Well, chop suey was first made 126 years ago on this date 
This would have been 1896. And it was made for the first time by the chef of the Chinese ambassador to the United States. So I guess it was invented in the United States, but by somebody from China. So uh-huh. that's why today is uh, Chop Suey Day. And why System of a Down should be very appreciative of Chinese-American culture. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I've never broken down the lyrics to Chop Suey. I'm not even sure it's about Chop it's Suey. It's not about Chop Suey. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I don't think so. but in the video, he's eating some Chop Suey. So uh-huh. Serge has some Chop Suey. You mean my Armenian brothers? Serge Tarkanian? Or whatever. (laughs) Let's take a look at uh, what's on television tonight. On ABC, The Bachelorette continues. Tonight's The Bachelorette, The Men Tell All. Over on NBC, the 14th season finale of American Ninja Warrior. And Fox has uh, game shows back-to-back in primetime. They've got Don't Forget the Lyrics at 7 and Beat Shazam at 8. There's also a series premiere if you're in a National Geographic type of stuff. It's America's National Parks. Uh, Garth Brooks narrates. The first episode is about the Grand Canyon. So that's America's National Parks on Nat Geo. Hmm. Tonight's schedule also includes Roswell, New Mexico at 7 and In the Dark at 8. I wonder if Garth Brooks will be showing you where he meets his friends. In, in low places, places because what could be lower than the, the Grand bottom. Canyon? There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> took, you a, took a while. Yeah. A, Do you remember when a woman sued Charlie Sheen for exposing her to HIV? <sighs> I remember when he was it the tiger blood. He, yeah. <laughs> well, he just settled with her for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's it. Well, I don't think she got it. Oh, I think okay, that okay, there okay. was that she was ex- she could have been exposed to it. I don't know, but I'd buy that even if you didn't get it. You know, worrying about oh my god, yeah, that's I, worth did it. I get yeah. HIV from Charlie Sheen. Did he? Of get course, cured? by the time if you're having unprotected sex with Charlie Sheen, <laughs> I feel like you've kind of thrown caution to the wind at that point, right? <laughs> did he get cured? Yeah, is he cured of AIDS? I hadn't HIV? heard that. Here's another example, Joanna, okay. of Keanu Reeves continuing to be like oh, the coolest celebrity. I mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. He just can do no wrong in my eyes. A British couple got married over the weekend. I'm not sure where this happened, but they had their reception at the hotel that Keanu Reeves was staying at <gasps> purely by coincidence. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How lucky. James, the groom to be ran into Keanu at the bar and invited Keanu to the reception. Oh, my God. Keanu said, yeah, maybe. And an hour later, he did show up, (gasps) even though he was tired from a long flight. The bride, Nikki, said, and this is a quote about Keanu, he was kind enough to do some pictures, and our wedding photographer was able to get some pictures, too. Then he took time to speak to some of our guests and have more photos done. He's just the greatest. Right. So nice. He really is. And uh, House of Dragons has already been renewed for a second season. I think Joanna mentioned this on Friday. but yeah, uh, very briefly. Mm-hmm. 
I guess they just wanted it to premiere, make sure people still had an appetite for dragons and chopping people's arms and legs <laughs> off and stuff. And oh, guess what? Amazing. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch last night's episode? I haven't caught Not it yet. yet. Did I'm, you? No, but I was on Twitter all night reading like the updates on it. Apparently, it's really gross. Oh. Like what? Like the, some guy's curing his wound with maggots. Ooh. And he just like sticks his entire hand and like. That's pretty. I mean, that I was pretty. They used to do they used that. To do that. I know, but still, like. The maggots actually eat the dead skin. They're actually pretty uh, good for the. They're good for the. <laughs> the wounds. <laughs> the, uh, but it is making me watch all of the old Game of Thrones over again. And. Uh, I hear a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Well, me and Lisa, until she got a different account, we're watching the same episodes at one point. <laughs> oh, right, because you guys are both leeching off my uh, HBO Max account, right? <laughs> she was like, oh, you're Michael. She's leeching. I'm sharing. Okay. <laughs> at what point does sharing become leeching? It's a very thin line. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is August 29th. A few more days left to the month of August, guys. And birthdays today include Leah Michelle from Glee, who is 36. Now, is she the Yay. one from Glee that everybody hates? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's actually starting in uh, on Broadway in Funny Girl. Yeah, yeah she's replacing Bernie Feldstein. Bernie Feldstein? No, right. Beanie Feldstein. That's right. Um, Dante Basco, the actor who played Rufio in Hook. Oh my oh. Rufio's having a birthday. Oh my God. <laughs> 47. Stop. Oh my God. The leader of the Lost Boys at Hook is 47 years oh. old today. Dude, he is great on TikTok. Is he? Oh, really? Yes. You got to follow him on TikTok. Actress Rebecca De Mornay is 63. I would say most famous for being the call girl that Tom Cruise hooks up with in Risky Business. Huh? They end up doing it on a train to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> Never seen Risky Business? I actually haven't. That's going on the list. <laughs> I do know how to slide on hardwood floors in my socks and just underwear and t-shirt, though, or white shirt. So you've seen a, you've seen at least a scene. I think everybody knows that scene. He's seen the parodies yeah. of the scene. Whether probably. it was Family Guy or her, yeah. Actor Elliot Gould, who was in the original movie version of Mash and also played Ross and Monica's dad on Friends, is 84 today. And uh, let's see, mentioned today's National Chop Suey Day. Let's find out what other interesting dates in history. Uh, 56 years ago, in 1966, the Beatles played their last public concert. If you don't count, like, the few songs they did on the rooftop of Apple Records headquarters in, like, 1970. But this was the last one where they had, like, big throngs of people to come see them. It was on this date in 1966. Candlestick Park in San Francisco. The Beatles said they were retiring because their music was going in a direction, you know, the very next year, Sgt. Peppers would come out, and you'd need, like, a kaleidoscope and a tuba and all this stuff. So they said goodbye to touring in 1966 on this date. Forty-five years ago in 1977, three people were arrested in Memphis, Tennessee, after trying to steal Elvis's body. Well... 
I don't know how much weight the king had lost at that time, but I'm thinking you're still going to need more than three people <laughs> to make off with it. As a result, Elvis's uh, body was moved to Graceland, where it remains now, I'm, as far as we know. 25 years ago, one quarter of a century, Netflix was founded in 1997. Back then, it was just a DVD rental service. They didn't start streaming until 2007. I, this is something I've heard for a long time, and I've read it before as well. Like at one point, Blockbuster was offered the opportunity to buy, I think, Netflix. Yes. They could buy Netflix for a really reasonable price. Pennies. Yeah. And Blockbuster said, nah, we're, we think the DVD and rental is the way of the future. Yes. And they found out it's it not. is not. <laughs> but they could have gotten in. 17 years ago, here's a pretty memorable date. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast, hitting New Orleans, Mississippi, other parts of Louisiana and Alabama, killing at least 1,800 people and flooding New Orleans after the levees broke. That was 17 years ago that Hurricane Katrina made landfall in the U.S. Does that also mean 17 years ago when Kanye West said... George Bush doesn't like black people? No, because he said that a week or so after at some kind of awards <laughs> ceremony or whatever. No, it was not an awards ceremony. It was them. It, it was, was on MTV, yeah. wasn't it? They were doing like the relief. Relief. It was a relief concert. Yeah, and it was with Carson Daly. No, uh, with Austin though, Powers. He, he was on screen oh, no, with Mike Myers. Myers. Right, but Mike Myers. Myers wasn't in his Austin Powers getup. No, but it was Mike he, Myers. Mike Myers was just That's like, right. uh, I think I'm just going to stick to the script. Because they had just <laughs> pled for money. Like, God, will you please pledge yourself to help the victims of this? And then Kanye George goes, Bush does, does not, not care about black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one other date to tell you about today is motorist consideration Monday. You know, give your signals even if you don't think anybody's yeah. looking. Use your hand. Don't even. speed up when clearly somebody's trying to get into traffic. Yeah. Don't be a nice. Yeah, that's it. Motorist Consideration Monday is dedicated to being considerate, patient, and courteous while driving. Oh, okay. Just cut me off. Move over, Grandpa. No matter what one's mode of transportation is. Hello, the light is green. Whether it be by car, bike, public transportation, or even walking. I was in the crosswalk, moron. It's all part of Be Kind to Humankind Week. Slow traffic, keep right, keep right. A celebration of people and the kind acts they perform all over. Over the world. Are we driving or are we texting? Merch, idiot! We're gonna need to work on this, people. You're going 10 miles an hour under the speed limit in the fast lane! The Buzz Adams Morning Show. All right, coming up in uh, just a moment, I'm gonna give you the rundown on a class action lawsuit against Anheuser-Busch, the makers of the Limerita. Ugh. Yeah. Wait till you hear why Anheuser-Busch is having to settle with people who bought their Limerita. Are they not selling that anymore? I'm pretty sure they're still selling selling it. it. I think they're still selling it. Well, you know what? Wait till you hear the story. Okay. Yeah, it's not not based off of something they had in... It's inside, something, it's something, something they... That wasn't inside. Wasn't inside. <laughs> mm. Very cryptic. 
Mm. Here's an interesting but not at all, I think, surprising story. You know, when you were a kid, you wanted to be a pro athlete or maybe you wanted to be a, what, maybe a ballet dancer? <laughs> ballet dancer. Yeah, a gymnast, sure. Or a yeah, movie star? Yeah, an Olympic gymnast. Yeah, yeah, no, there I you wanted, go. There you go. But That's sports, as close as I got to sports. Maybe yeah. you wanted to be a movie star. NBA uh, player. Mortician, yes. It, one in four Gen Zers. So those are like my kids' age. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say that their dream is to become a social media influencer. That's not surprising. <laughs> That's where you make the most money these days. One in four. <laughs> They're not alone. Yeah. I kind of want to be a social media yeah. influencer. Me too. Hey, you're your, you're your own boss that way. Right. And it's recession-proof in a way, right? I don't know. It's not the worst. I mean, I guess hookers are their own boss, too. Right. Well, <laughs> sure. I hear it's recession-proof. <laughs> Not if they got a pimp. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Play this out for me. I haven't read the article, but I have the blurb here. Over one-third of Americans say living with your parents is bad for society. Why would living with your parents be bad How for... How is that bad? <laughs> bad for society. Oh, God. It's the it's person just, here who lives with her mommy. It's just a big... It's a like, PDF with a bunch of numbers. With a bunch mm-hmm. of numbers, right. So it's really just the raw data here. <laughs> what? what? I is, don't know. I think... What is the top thing it says in the numbers and data? It, it, the font is small. Yeah, the font is small, <laughs> oh. so I'm not going to be able to tell you. He's not going to read it. He's not going to read it. <laughs> Very specific on the plot I think size. living with your parents, depending on your circumstances, could work out for your parents. could work out for you. I don't know that it's just that it's bad for society. No, it's it's culturally not not only culturally accepted, but I, that's actually the norm in, in lots of cultures. And if I could live with my parents, uh, I would be. I think maybe they must be saying, you know, if you live with your parents, then you're not paying you're not paying a mortgage and you're not putting money into the into that type of uh, of. You mean you're not? You know, is that what they mean? Maybe that's what they mean. You're not, going, you're living, you're not going underwater in debt. Is but, that yeah, just- exactly. <laughs> if you're living with your parents, you can afford to you know put money into the economy. I don't know. Very strange. Not that I read the fine print, but if that's what it is, then that's my opinion on it. Toyota is working on hitchless towing. All right. All right. Where, nice. where two vehicles or, you know, a vehicle and a trailer are only connected through Wi-Fi. Okay. They can start testing this on highways by next year. Oh, my God. The hitchless towing feature, you'd be able to tow another car behind you. Without actually being connected to it physically, <laughs> you'd just be connected wirelessly. Wait. Imagine you just, why can't I turn? Right. <laughs> and you other cars towing If you, you drive from El Paso <laughs> to, to Carlsbad, there's like 100 miles there where you don't get any Wi-Fi at all. So I wonder no, what, what you're going to do. What do you do in do. a dead zone? It's going <laughs> to rear-end you, rear you when you stop. Your car just stops. Wait, Buzz, do you, <laughs> the other one wait, Buzz, you. Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the internet needs to be there for this to work? Yeah. That's it, not how Wi Fi works. By Wi Fi. <laughs> I look at my daughter so, always complains, Oh, I haven't had Wi Fi for like an hour and I'm like, Don't worry, we'll be getting to Hobbs in a minute. <laughs> yeah, is that not, wait, that's is not there what, something else? Wait, yeah, that's not what they're talking about. They're saying that they're gonna be using the Wi Fi connections each car has to talk to each Dude, other. I've never been able to get the Wi-Fi connection. If I want to use my phone in my car, I have to oh. switch off Wi-Fi altogether because it just won't sync. So, they, they no, might that's have, never worked for I me. I don't either. have a Toyota. Um, 
they say that a lot of the necessary features are already available in their Sienna minivans. So they've been testing it so out. If, the, tra- oh. the trail car behind you doesn't ha- does, does that have everything to have a person? you do in real time. Okay. So if I go that right, then it'll go right. If I go left, it'll go left. I if the one behind me. If you run over a family of six, it'll, it'll run, run over a family, family of six. Of six. Yeah. You forget that you're towing someone and you're like, why is oh, this car following what me? Is this? <laughs> See, I was How thinking it of it like if, if you had a U-Haul trailer and you wanted to haul that around, maybe you could do it. And you're just Wi-Fi connected. Well, it would, but why would... Halfway through, you're like, where the hell is that U-Haul? Yeah. I, <laughs> There's so many things that could go wrong. Why would you need to hitchlessly tow a car? What, how, yeah. How often would you need to tow a car for Although any reason? I have seen you know little cars in El Paso with big ropes pulling other cars. Oh, that's common. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it says a big sign that's painted on tow in back. In, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so far, they've done slow speed test with a safety car, with a safety driver in the trail car. So somebody's there just driving, to hit the brakes if something goes wrong. Can you imagine driving past somebody doing right. that? And you're like, there's nobody in that car. But it's following this <laughs> one. That's so scary. So if you change, if you change lanes or hit the brakes, the other car will change lanes with you. At the, the same, break, at the same, at the time. same pace. And eventually what they're hoping is that it'll be... They'll get it down to where the cars are almost bumper to bumper. <laughs> Although most of the people I see that have a have a car and they're towing it around, you're right, are either like a strap or a rope. And I've definitely seen that. And those don't seem to be the most tech-savvy people. I mean, I'm making a judgment here. No. The people towing another car with a rope... Can you see those guys like, all right, let's sync our Wi-Fi's here. <laughs> and, and usually it's like a, a, an under $1,000 piece of crap car that's being towed. Usually is, yes. Yeah, what if the car doesn't even run? Then what, Mr. Smart Guys? Uh, eventually, Toyota says you could tow a camper with Ooh. any car, even a Prius. So that's what I was getting at. Like if you had a camper... And instead of hitching it all up, that seems the biggest hassle to me of having one of those hitch up campers is hitching it and unhitching it. But how is the camper going to drive itself? Uh, I guess it's going to have a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. in it. No, but does the camper have some kind of engine, engine and car and wheel, like front wheels? It would have to be a Toyota. Normally, a camper only has maybe they're going to maybe right. they're going to start putting that in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say it could be handy if you had to follow a friend somewhere and not lose them. Uh, okay. Make sure that your friend's not drunker than you are. <laughs> For now, they're planning to do it with unoccupied vehicles. They could start testing it on highways by next year. I want to see uh, videos of this. Yeah, let's see it. There is a video here. Let's see. No it. way. Oh, uh, yeah. Most of my stories come with uh, videos. And data that you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, this car okay. in front has a driver. Where this the one... hell is the car? I can't see. Oh, okay. So the one behind it is driverless. <laughs> I think what they said is just in case they have a safety driver, but he's should, not doing anything. So they're synced up. All right, let's see. Now this lead car is going to, uh-huh. what's it going to do? Make a right? Their cycles have No, he's making a left. And there they go. All right. And they're the uh, The other car, car did it too. Magic. Like magic. 
I couldn't tell if there was anybody so, in the uh, driver's seat. But. So it mirrors the the route, I would say. It mirrors the car. It doesn't do exactly what it's doing at the same time. Look, they're swerving. Or not mirrors, follows. It follows what it does. Not mirrors. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It are follows. You, are it just you seem underwhelmed. I mean, how often are you in a situation where it's like, boy, I, could, I really wish I could just make this car follow me everywhere it goes. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Also, up to their if you're, what, what, <laughs> only, if, only if you got a camper. What like. happens if nobody's back there? Let's say they get it to the point where you're driving and the whatever the following car is doesn't have anybody in it and they run out of gas before you do. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're thinking ahead of the designers. But. What I'm getting at is I'm not sure that this is a useful enough thing to really spend a lot of time on. Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear about the great Anheuser Busch Lima Rita scandal. scandal of 2022? Sure. Yeah. I'm waiting all uh, morning for this. Did you know that Anheuser Busch has been selling Lima Rita? For 10 years. Yes. Along with other flavored Rita's. Anheuser. Damn it. <laughs> Counterintuitive. A uh, woman's in the park drinking a beer. And a guy's walking through and he sees the beer and he goes, ah, Anheuser Bush? And she goes, fine, how's your penis? <laughs> <laughs> really, Joanna? <laughs> really? <laughs> Anheuser Bush. I weep for comedy. Kind of, kind of led uh, alcohol manufacturers in the whole. You know, kind of before seltzers. You know, they were out there, but I, was like I think the lime burritos were more drink. like. Uh, it was like, do you does is four loco too much for you? And try is, a lime burrito. And is beer too uh, for, you? for you? Right. Try the lime burrito. Our wine oh, coolers both. too. Which is amazing. So, Joanna, I would have, you know, I would have all my friends over at Buzz's Bunch, and uh-huh. they became Buzz's friends eventually. Sure, yeah. And then he would be like, oh, I don't like the beer that you guys drink. So he would go and buy himself Limeritas instead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wouldn't get Limeritas, but I'd definitely get something a little fruitier. <laughs> <laughs> In every sense of the word. Uh, Smirnoff, you have gotten Limeritas, definitely. Uh, have I? Yeah. Um, well, Anheuser-Busch has just agreed to settle class action lawsuit for false advertising because people claimed they thought it contained tequila. The uh-huh. products are called Rita's, and on the can, it even says sparkling margarita. And the packaging doesn't say that it doesn't have tequila. Oh, it doesn't say, like, this is a wine cocktail or something like that. Or malt. And a this malt is one beverage. of those things where you can go to a website and get a partial refund, but again, it's going to be one of these things where you sign up and you get like 40 cents and the lawyers get 40 million. Right. Look, right. dude, I'm happy with the results of my Lamarita, all right? Uh, as part of the settlement, you can go to... <laughs> here's the website. RitasSettlement.com That's RitasSettlement.com if you still have your receipt, you can claim up to twenty-one twenty-five per household. If you don't even have the proof of purchase, you get up to nine seventy-five. But you would also have to admit, I thought this Anheuser Busch product had tequila in it, this which kind of marks you as a dullard. 
this drink did that you I bought think it, at a Walmart. Did you guys think it had tequila in it? No. no. Nobody would think it has right. tequila. No, yeah. because exactly. it was sold. I'm in Texas. It was sold in a Walmart. Right. Exactly. Tequila, exactly. I wouldn't have been able to purchase it there. Right. Yeah, but if you point. live in the Midwest, you can buy a liquor at Myers, and maybe oh. they thought there was tequila in it up there. In Idiots. <laughs> have you or someone you party with had a Lima Rita canned <laughs> beverage in the past few years? You may be eligible for compensation. Contact us, the Law Offices of Alcoholics Unanimous. <laughs> we can help you get your fair share of a class action lawsuit. Or just settle out of court for some free beer. Okay. Beer call. Because nobody should be denied tequila when they buy a can filled with imitation fruit and high fructose corn syrup. Right. Call now. Until then, party on. Tequila! These guys aren't good at much. They sure do. Make me laugh. Thank you for joining us, everybody. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We're going to have... Uh, an am I the a-hole scenario ripped from the pages of Reddit, I assume. Yes. What we do, you know, listen, we've had people call in or write in with their own am I the a-hole scenario. So if you want to do that, you can email me, buzz at klaq.com. Nico, do you know what your My email, email address is? is? Yeah. Nico.adjimian at townsquaremedia.com. See, I think all of us ought to have... Our name at klaq.com just makes it so much easier. Nobody I didn't can, even know that was an option. Been, yeah. Let me so. see if I can get a link yeah. for you. Please. Joanna, what's your uh, email address? Joanna.barva and downscoremedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the uh, the quick one. Yeah, the personalized one. Uh, Make a little note here. Let's get you guys easier <laughs> emails. <laughs> well, anybody can remember buzz at klaq.com, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Megan, just, yours should be easier, except there's like 20 different ways to spell Megan. Megan. But yeah. you go with Megan the easiest one pop. Megan. Yeah, M-E-G-A-N. M-E-G-A-N. No, no extra A's I, or H's. Or, the weirdest one I think I've ever seen had two H's in it. It what? was M-H-E-G-H-A-N or something like Ooh. that. My, right. That's a lot Make of work. On. But breathy, Megan. Make on. <laughs> yeah, breathy, Megan. <laughs> I'm going to have some uh, neckline calls coming up. Well, let's, in fact, let's get to a couple. Uh, then Nico's going to have our Am I the A-hole scenario. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that Daily Beast uh, article that you're reading. Daily Beast One. ran uh, an article about Yvonne Rosales. So, uh, Daily Beast? Yeah, yes. girl. Yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty, pretty well-known, high-profile news website. Apparently, I'm not paying for access to the Daily Beast, so I can only read the headline. <laughs> uh. Oh, no. But this is the headline. I think that's one of those, like, you must have read an article. I've read several the, from yeah, Daily right, Beast. Yeah. So you've got a limit. This yeah. is the uh, headline, though. Inept Texas prosecutor let an accused killer walk. And then uh, the the sub-headline. Let me see if I can get it. Okay. The family of murder victim Juan Garcia Flores failed to get justice from the dumpster fire district attorney of El Paso, Texas. And they are not the only ones. Daily Beast called Yvonne Rosales the, the dumpster, dumpster fire, fire district, district attorney. attorney. Of El Paso. Oh, damn it! I can't read the article either. I can't either now. Who, who was the right? Yeah. Then, I just got locked because we all reached our I mean, limit already. I, I yeah, do, we did. I do like <laughs> Daily Beast, but I'm not going to buy a subscription. No. I mean, they got the same stories at Mediate, so <laughs> I'll just go there. But 
I ran into quite a few people in the legal community over the weekend. And guess what the hot topic of discussion was? What's happening with the DA's A dumpster fire district attorney? Uh, So I talked, and I... Everybody was like, hey, off the record. So I want to respect that. But one defense attorney told me that one of his cases, or her cases, were dropped. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to specify his or her. This attorney I ran into could have been a lady. Their cases had been dropped. No pronouns. One of their cases had been dropped. And so it was like, oh, okay, well. I did my job as the defense attorney, but this individual was telling me they wanted to get on the phone and call the DA's office and say, this guy's dangerous. You should not just let him go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Wait, so the person was saying, I was too good at my job. I didn't, he should not be let out. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any delusion that it's because you're good at your job. It's just because when they let go of all these hundred people without that, that had gone over the time limit for bringing charges. But this attorney was telling me, yeah, I felt like calling him up and saying, this this guy's a danger. How incredible is it that we haven't heard a peep from her? It's like Ivan Rosales just hit under a rock the second all of this stuff came out. Well, I don't think she had done a lot of interviews even leading up to this. I mean, I don't she know when she was... photo ops of her at Christmas doing stuff for the kids and the, a lot of other photo op stuff. Well, that's one of the things that a lot of people bring up is, yeah, she's, what did uh, another attorney said? Oh, she had to be at the ceremonial renaming of a porta potty outside an elementary school, <laughs> but she can't, she can't prosecute cases. Right. Uh, Megan's going to have more about it coming oh, up yeah. in about a half hour. So she canceled her KVIA interview. Yes, yes. But she put out a statement. Yep. And the statement. It's got a lot of I, I gotta rich tell you, stuff in it, so... If if you were worried before, I don't think the statement does a single thing right. to make you less worried about what's going on in the district attorney's office. Well, certainly, uh, you know, the people of El Paso uh, need to hear the statement and they need to know what's going on and what's going to come next. So we'll let them know. Let me get a couple of calls. Uh, we were talking about the uh, student debt could be up to $20,000 for some students uh, in debt forgiveness. And... The White House was putting people on Twitter, like Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> criticized the, the student debt uh, bailout. And they were just tweeting out, they, like, well, this is how much she had Marjorie Taylor Greene took this much in PPP loans and during the pandemic. The whether it was forgiven. Savage. Because not all PPP, they are loans. They are not grants. They are meant to be paid back. But for some people who qualify, they did not have to pay them back. And they were they were also saying... Oh, your loans were forgiven. Marjorie Taylor Greene or whoever else. Hey, guys. I'm sure you are sick already of talking about student loan debt forgiveness. <laughs> and I am just that sick of hearing Buzz's white male privilege touting all over the radio waves, or in this case, podcast waves. <laughs> and hey, this is one privileged white male to another. <laughs> I'm calling you out, bro. Why are you touting all that? You... You really think debts, regardless, need to be paid back? No. I think the other party has to be examined here. We're talking predatory debts that banks, big banks, corporations, Wall Street, all of them know what they're doing. They bend the rules. 
they twist things. They know it. They get lawyers to conjure up these contracts and convince people it's a good idea. And you want to defend them, dude. Just for a second, before I go on with the rest of the call, I like where this is going. I think the debt forgiveness were federal federal loans, right? For this program, yes. yes. So Fed, what we're talking loans. about is not big banks, big corporations. Well, it is a big bank. It's a federal government. So in a way, it is kind of a big bank. Right. I don't. But we're not talking about like a payday loan place here necessarily. We're supposed to be talking about the U.S. federal government. Yeah, but they're, they're not honorable people. Why be honorable to them when they are not honorable people? And yes, you know, if you lended Nico a thousand dollars, yes, I would agree. That's a debt that should be repaid. You, he should honor that, assuming you are an honorable man. Mm. But to things like institutions that are known to be predatory, are known to as I said, bend the rules and break the rules, blatantly break the law and all that stuff. Like, you're really going to defend them? You got some skin in the game there, dude? You, you worried about talking bad about them? <laughs> Look, I get it. You passive resistance, it is so much easier just to pay your debt and get off from underneath it. Don't have to deal with the madness. But other people, you know, we're willing to fight back. We're willing to push what is injustice. And the and you know the debt problem in America. Yeah, we'll work that hard on paying down your debt then. Especially when it comes to student loan debt, <laughs> you know the federal government, you know at least is helping with you know they're eliminating a portion of it, not all. Wait, wait a minute. Let me see if I got this straight though. This specifically applies to federal loans. Uh, first of all, I don't know if any of us here know about the intricacies of the loan industry and whether whether there are yeah but if they were saying it is federal federal loan uh, money yeah, yeah but a lot of people have both private and federal loans sometimes so it, yeah it somebody just could be un under a crushing weight of debt and some of that could be federal loans some of it could be private loans yes but it would help still <laughs> yeah but uh, the caller is calling out the government for helping solve the problem but it's also the government who gave out the loans too all of it and then you got those third party ones that you know, are pretty evil. And God, man, can you just relate to your common man just for a second? Nope. And quit being a privileged white male, man. Come on. <laughs> Nico, thank you. Keep calling him out on it. <laughs> when, maybe at some point you'll get to that six book. Right. All right. First of all, also I have to clarify, Buzz has never loaned me a thousand dollars. Never loaned me. <laughs> I've, given you, I've given you like eight hundred before, just like to, so you could take like an improv class or whatever. Oh yeah, you did help me. It was, yeah, it was like five hundred for a class. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't say you got to pay it back. No, you said this is. Why a did gift. I give you that again? Because you're a nice person. No. You hey, are. What if nice. you do not understand that the PPP and student loan forgiveness are not the same thing? The PPP was given to business that were forced to shut down because of the pandemic. The government forced those businesses to close. And so the PPP was designed to help the employees of that business to keep getting a paycheck during the pandemic. Student loans are just people pulling out money to go to school. Nobody forced them to go to school or pull those loans out. They're not the same thing. 
Uh-huh. Okay, so I was just looking into this. Uh, so have you seen uh, any news articles about people who were arrested or indicted on uh, federal charges well, for the- mis- for misusing sure. PPP loans? And these are just the ones that were caught. Now, for example, there were people that used those loans to buy Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to go towards yeah, payroll. I heard the, those stories. The, again, now just that, the ones I think you deserve to call, call somebody out for that. Those but are just the ones that the got White caught. House was doing was calling out any Republican who raised a peep well, about this. How do we know every loan went to the payroll well, that it went? We, it was supposed to. We don't. I mean, and especially if it got forgiven. So yeah, I understand what it was meant for, but uh, that doesn't mean that there's some shady stuff that doesn't go on. Wait a minute. Yeah, but there, that's a specific accusation. If you want to say Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, took PPP loans, she didn't have to pay them back, and she went out and bought a yacht, that would be, be First a totally of all, a different yacht, story. It might not be a yacht, but she might have used some of the money to uh, pay down debt on this or pay, you know, uh, pay for that. Well, if know. anybody inappropriately used their PPP loan, I think they're subject sure. and liable for the you know punishment under the I bet the you law. wish you had 82,000 more IRS agents to look into that. <laughs> putting 82,000 Americans to work the way I look at it. Uh, you re- Let's do this. Let's just give us the... Oh, yeah, you want the... Uh, uh, am I the a-hole headline, and then we'll come back and get into it, okay? And I'm proud to be an from El Paso. All right. Tell me what's going on. Sure. Uh, this comes to us from a mother talking about going back to school with her daughter and buying school supplies. She says, am I the a-hole for buying personalized stationery for my daughter so it can't be redistributed in class? <laughs> uh, like monogrammed, I guess. <laughs> I'm I, Like all the school supplies? Yeah, the thing is, you, when, okay, so here's a thing a to know. <laughs> The, the parents, you have to provide some of the papers and pens. And do you stuff. want to discuss to pro- this or do you want to go to break? I just want to, I want to add this one wrinkle. Some parents are upset that it's all put into a common pool. Yes. So if yeah. there are students whose parents didn't or couldn't afford, they get to use your kids' Kleenexes or they get to use your kids. And this mom is saying, I put monogrammed on it so nobody else can use it. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll get into this, and we'll have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. The morning show that's live and local with Buzz. All right, let's see if we can uh, come to a consensus on today's Am I the A-Hole scenario. But I just want to tell you, we've got a Monday mashup of sorts. Ooh. It's grunge if it was done as light and breezy jazz. I so like it's it. Kind of a jazzy <laughs> grunge. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Grungy. Those are my two favorite musical genres. Grunge and elevator music. <laughs> so I'll have that uh, coming up for you here in just a few minutes. All right, Nico, tell us more about uh, what this mom wants to know about. We heard the headline. All right. Give it to us again. Am I the a-hole for buying personalized stationery for my daughter so it can't be redistributed in class? My little girl, Mia, has started a new school recently. We've moved, and so uh, we had to start fresh. I got a list of supplies that the teacher required, plus some extras, like extra packs of crayons, etc. 
While I don't necessarily agree with uh, having to buy supplies for the entire class, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. So I got everything that they asked for. However, I also got my child her own supplies. Now, the list didn't say to not label them. Mia is very particular on what type of stationery she likes. What grade? She's nine. Oh, okay. So, like, fourth grade, probably. I don't have a daughter. Yeah, what are you about me? Grade, yeah. I've heard horror stories of kids' stuff being redistributed and them ending up with the crappy supplies. <laughs> the kids who, whose parents shelled out for the good stuff ending up with the crappy supplies. Right. Okay. So I sat down with Mia, and we got her personalized binders, notebooks, and pencils with her name on them. It's all part of... It's all part of the item, so it can't be removed or given to another kid. Like I said, as requested, I bought extra binders, though. It turns out that I was right to do so. When Mia got home, she brought a passive-aggressive note from her teacher about Mia's supplies. Okay. Apparently, the teacher tried to gather all the supplies and have the kids pick another one, a random one. She requested that I switch Mia's supplies to generic ones, which I'm refusing to do. The teacher now requested that I stop by to have a chat regard- oh, regarding gosh. Mia's supplies. You're getting called in to talk to the teacher. I posted in local Facebook groups, and parents are divided, so I need another opinion before I go meet with Mia's teacher. <laughs> Am I the a-hole for buying my child personalized stationery so it cannot be taken away from her? All right. Well, you guys may not be aware. Mm-hmm. And Megan, you, your kids are just mm-hmm. starting New school. To this, yeah. They give you a list of stuff to buy. I think one year, second or third grade... We were on the hook for like eight boxes of Kleenexes. I think every parent, they give you this list. I'm like, wait a minute, don't I pay taxes so schools have supply? Isn't that what we pay taxes for? Uh, That's Uh, one of the greatest problems we have. Yeah. All the teachers that are out there listening right now are are probably paying more for their student supplies than a lot of parents are. Okay. It just seems like a little double dipping to me. (laughs) Yeah. So, and the thing was, they take the supplies and then it's like a communal supply closet or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. I never had the thought of monogramming. <laughs> uh, All your daughter's supplies. So, is she the a-hole? Yeah, what do you guys think? I think there's definitely some Karen energy going on there. <laughs> oh, I don't know sure. if I could go with full, the monogram, yeah, with the monogram stuff. And whatever. she's very particular. No, she's not. You are. She's <laughs> not particular about her stationery. You, you are. are. Yeah. Mia but doesn't like, care. Mia doesn't care. Bought the extra supplies, and now you're going to pay extra to have your kids' stuff right. personalized. Yeah. Why don't you pay buy more supplies? Just buy more supplies. Well, she, so she bought she all wanted, the ones she had to for the she other bought kids. the requirement, but then she bought extra. Oh, well, whatever then. If she bought but the she's requirement like, for I do the... kind of see, like, if she had already bought everything that was required, I don't see a problem with her saying, like, look, this is just for her. For but the teacher kid. is saying, no, we're, we're going to put them all together. I don't know how long in okay, your education well, some this kid goes named on. Eric is going to be using a pencil that says me yeah, on I it. I, I don't think most kids would care. Most kids <laughs> don't care, really. Same thing with the monogram stationery. Yeah, yeah. But does this go on right through high school, or does it stop at some point? Because I think what they're like little kids, they don't want little kids feeling bad because they don't have supplies or they've got worse supplies than their friends. So they kind of take a like a socialist approach to this. Socialist approach. Would you like to hear what people say in the app chat? Or Megan, go. Yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say, why don't I mean just get just say just ask for money then, and then she can you know have the teacher go out and purchase all the good crayons. Yeah, why don't they just why don't they just ask for money? 
Oh yeah. my God. That is what somebody in the chat that's says. What, that's what I would they say. They said, Derek says, not the a-hole. If they want to use the supplies as community items, ask for money and have the teachers go buy the supplies for the class. So if I'm same. buying this stuff for my kids, I'm getting it for them. Yeah, but it also kind of puts your fourth grader out there as... Elitist. Like a, a little elitist. You know, there's Mia with her fancy paper with her name on it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to put your kid through that. Right. I don't know if it's a good lesson, you know, to teach a nine-year-old either. Jeanette says, the parent is not the a-hole. Then again, I put my kid's name on things. I spent over $100 on things the teachers asked for. So it would be used for my kids and not the others. Right. It seems like this hits a nerve with a lot of parents. It really does. Nugget says, Understandable. I'm going to go with... She is the a-hole. Anyone that is that concerned should put their kid in private school if you don't want the underprivileged to get the assistant with simple things like paper and tissues. That's a good point. Okay, what are we yeah. talking about? We're talking about paper, yeah. tissues, pencils, crayons. If you get a crayon that's a little bit crappier, I mean, that's life, right? And yeah, just right. be grateful you have a crayon. I've heard of that before. Like parents, I got I went I got the Crayola brand, and these people went to Dollar Tree, and now my daughter might end up yeah. with the stupid Dollar Tree crayon. Oh my god, I can't believe you be just said that. The but. first the first uh, comment on this thread is not the uh, a hole. I hated this as a kid. My parents would buy Crayola, and I would somehow <laughs> go uh, somehow get the Dollar Tree brand. Enough parents complained though. I took the glue, and then some other kid took Smelmer's glue. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm sorry Susan's parents bought the Dollar Tree brand, but my parents got me this, and that's what I want to use. When I was in school, we didn't do that. Like, our our stuff was our stuff, and I think the teachers would even say, like, hey, make sure you put your name on your crayons yeah, and stuff. Yeah, same, same with me. Uh, it was so they didn't our, do that um, when I was in school. No. There was a, like, a supply closet, there was a I remember. supply closet, mm-hmm. yeah, but... That- had a whole bunch of extras. That's gone down the toilet, and teachers don't have much of a budget. Honestly, yeah, always... I can't. I can't even remember back that far. I just remember that if you were going to give Valentine's, you had to give a Valentine to everybody in the class, boy and girl. Like you, <laughs> you couldn't only give a Valentine to one kid. If you were going to do it, you had to give them to all the yeah. kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's so. That's, I, that's yeah, but it's an awkward position when you got to give a Valentine to your bully. Well, maybe oh, maybe yeah. he needs it the most. We have needs teachers. a little love in the chat responding. What are they saying? Uh, JB says, as a teacher, we don't get budget money to buy tissues, so most of us spend our own money on it. Yeah, which, by the way... I absolutely know that, uh, By the way, teachers deserve way more than they get. Oh, for sure. In in every aspect. This is not about that. I want to just say that the teachers, I mean, the money that they shell out and the time and the effort is... I think you'd feel a lot worse, though, if you were a parent who, and your concern is, I could only afford... You know, I hope my kid doesn't get made fun of yeah. for having inferior supplies. Right. And I think How that's the main thing they're kids ho- not to be little a holes and not tease someone because they got Dollar yeah. Tree crayons. Yeah. I don't know. You tell that to Mia. <laughs> fancy monogram stationery. Right. Bobby says, "I'm a teacher, not an a hole. The schoolhouse has a closet, has a closet for items, but we are limited on what we can get because the schools don't provide enough." Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a terrible it is problem rough. that we have. I'm sure it really it's is. It's difficult for parents to like try and be like. You know, kids get excited when they go school supply shopping. Mm-hmm. They want to buy the get the things that they like, but also they have to be thinking like, "Oh, we have to get like eight pencil boxes and stuff like that for everybody else to use." And I'm sure parents want to be like, "Oh, well, this is for you. You know, this is what you can use." Yeah, I mean... Somebody says, seeing how you supply the teacher with the requested items, not the a-hole. 
I'm all for helping out educators right. supply their classrooms with adequate supplies, but that doesn't mean I won't get my kid their own stuff. If my kid, <laughs> totally. if my kids have plenty, they'll share anyway. I think that's the big issue is that this this mom is saying I got all the required right. stuff the for the commute, yep. but I, I wanted to get special supplies. I want to say she's the a hole, but she did get the supplies <sighs> the on other, the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just decided, look, I'm going to get the rest of the stuff for my kid. If you're feeling a little guilty, donate more supplies. Doing, you know, donate a yeah. little extra. I'm going to go. You know? Oh no, Buzz doesn't want us to do the everyone. Yeah, sucks here. can't do everyone sucks because the teacher, if the, if she got all the other supplies, what does it matter then? Right, and she's being all passive aggressive and snarky with the mom and calling her in I for think a the conference. The mom just did this to, you know make a point or something congratulations your kid's nine now uh, she's not gonna know like ooh, look at my stuff it's monogram big oh. karen energy though big big, big, big karen karen energy. right i would say if the game was am i the karen i might say yes <laughs> but am i the a-hole just because she bought the uh required supplies in addition i'm gonna say begrudgingly not the a-hole i'm with buzz <laughs> right Ugh, I'm yeah, it's a little gritty uh, my teeth. I'm gonna uh, say not uh, the a-hole. Oh yeah, yeah. But also, I'm gonna tell my kid, don't hang out with Mia. She's kind of a little, <laughs> right, yeah. she's a little her, bee. Yeah. Her mom's a little Karen. Uh, you ready to hear some grunge done as smooth jazz? Yep. And this is actually uh, this isn't a full-on mashup because I think this is just like an original jazz composition they put and they and they wrote it to fit. Eddie Vedder's vocal track on Even Flows. So it's Even Flow by Pearl Jam as Smooth Jazz. What do you think of that? I don't like it. It was gross. I wish we had the dong back. It sounded like a Dave Matthews band. (laughs) I would have have gone with that. Oh, my God. It did. Did it not? If you you were to combine Eddie Vedder with (laughs) Kenny G, you would get Dave Matthews. I love that equation. (laughs) That is some great rock and roll calculation. That one person that called us right, we should bring the gong back. That was bad. I got a gong. I don't know why you don't have a gong. I don't have one. Here, I can go gong. Gong crazy. Gong that. Not a gong. That's party noisemaker for New Year's. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and... Megan McCormick is going to have KLAQ news headlines on the way for us. That's right, Buzz. Coming up in news, El Paso County Court is set to hear 600 motion to dismiss hearings beginning today at 9 a.m. We teased an interview with Yvonne Rosales on Friday that would air on KVIA. She ended up backing out with a statement, plus Beto O'Rourke off the campaign trail temporarily. We'll tell you why in news. That's next. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Today, a big news Monday, so let's get right into our headlines. Today, 
News Monday. PGIM. And here is Megan McCormick with your KLAQ News headlines. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. El Paso District Attorney Yvonne Rosales was slated to sit down for an interview with KVIA this this past weekend, as we reported on Friday. She did end up backing out, but provided a statement that read, quote, we appreciate the opportunity to participate in an interview to comment on recent developments. However, the administration has been advised by out-of-town counsel to temporarily not make any comment on ongoing litigation or any other matters at this time. However, you know, wait, that's her statement. When the number one attorney in the city has to get its, an attorney from out of town, from out of town, I think we're kind of seeing some of the root of the problem. Right. Here. She might be in trouble. Uh, however, the community will be receiving a statement next week that will reveal new information which addresses their concerns and that will confirm that there are several ongoing investigations with multiple agencies regarding several of the parties involved in these political attacks. And they're, they're not political attacks when it's actually happening. Right. They're, when, not, they're not political attacks when people are coming who supported you and actually backed you up when you ran for DA. And you can't find, I mean. Well, if you, if you made this statement, you let, you're letting criminals go free. That's not a political attack. That is, yeah, that's the thing we're that's concerned thing that's about. Happening. We don't care about the politics of it. We just want the DA's office to do their job. To work. Or give us a, a little bit more, uh, you know, Ammunition. You know, <laughs> ammunition. No, just, just more answers. Uh, I think right. just, just more details right. and more, um, you know, specifics on what's going on. Uh, KFOX reported that last Wednesday, 616 more motions to dismiss were filed by El, Pani, El Paso County Public Defender Kelly Childress, Childress, which means hundreds of cases could be dismissed this week following an action by the El Paso District District's Attorney's Office. Childress claimed she filed the motions because El Paso County District Attorney Yvonne Rosales was running out of time to indict them. Now, these cases will begin being heard today, starting at 9 a.m. That is the plan as of now. Um, again, really would love to, you know, hear some questioning that wasn't predetermined and get some answers maybe that, um, you know, people in the community are asking. Uh, it's the not district just attorney it's, works it's, it's for the city of El Paso, the people of El Paso. I think that the people of El Paso deserve answers from right. the district attorney. And, and if it's if it, if it is, as the district attorney says, all political attacks and people that are out together and that people want... You know what? Then don't shy away from telling us what's right. really going on. Come well, out and say it. And, you know, this whole thing, well, we're not going to count. We're not going to uh, comment on pending legal matters or whatever the statement was. Is like, well, you're the DA. Anything you talk about is going to be about pending legal, legal matters. matters. Right. And but this I, is one that you could actually speak to in the first, first about person. In the first person. Well, this also, uh, you know, breeds the question, is there going to be something filed in response to the filing to remove her? And is that going to be paid for by taxpayer money? That's certainly a question that I have been asked. Haven't been able to figure it out. Nothing's been filed yet. There has not been a, a, a new statement this week, but we'll keep our eyes open and we will certainly release it to you guys as soon as we see it. Texas guberna- gubernatorial Democratic candidate Beto O'Rourke temporarily suspended his campaign to recover from a bacterial infection that hospitalized him while on the campaign trail. O'Rourke said in a tweet Sunday afternoon, after feeling ill on Friday, I went to Methodist Hospital in San Antonio where I was diagnosed with a bacterial infection. O'Rourke says he was given IV antibiotics. He says his symptoms have imp- has improved and he is back home in El Paso resting. Some of O'Rourke's campaign events were postponed and the Democratic candidate promises to be back on the road as soon as he as is able to do so. 
And NASA, NASA officials said conditions looked good as the countdown for the Artemis 1 mission continued. The mission is the first step in getting American astronauts back to the moon. The uncrewed spacecraft will fly around the moon and back on a six-week test flight called Artemis 1. It's been 50 years since NASA's last Apollo moon mission. Live coverage of tanking operations has been going on since midnight on NASA television with full launch coverage that began at 6.30 a.m. Eastern today. However, the update, the two-hour window for today's launch attempt officially opened and soon after NASA, NASA announced a scrub for today's event. The earliest chance to launch now will be September 2nd or September 5th, but that could slip depending on the severity of the engine issue that was behind today's scrub. So the Artemis Test 1 launch has been scrubbed. An engine bleed in one rocket couldn't be stopped. So engineers are now looking at the situation to figure out how to fix it. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said that testing the heat shield is a key objective of Artemis One's maiden flight. You can't test that in a lab. If the heat shield survives and does what it is expected to do, it's a successful test. Well, it looks like the engine bleed was what they needed to worry about today. I say, if you want to, go, if NASA wants to go back to the moon, go find the old papers from 1969. Figure out how they did it back then when they didn't have computers. Yeah, they had to calculate everything with a slide rule. <laughs> slide rule. <laughs> oh man. Well, Trump docs being assessed for potential national security damage ever since the FBI conducted a search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. Much has been made about the search itself, and the former president has been adamant that he has done nothing wrong. Still, as the intelligence community begins the assessment into the potential damage done by the recovered documents being out of their secure locations, even Republicans are beginning to change their tune to a degree. Among them, Montana Senator Roy Blunt, who, while defending Mr. Trump, also noted that Trump should have turned over all of the classified documents authorities said he kept after he left the White House. He said, I understand he turned over a lot of documents, Blunt offered on ABC's This Week. He should have turned over all of them. I imagine he knows that very well as of now. I understand he turned over a lot of documents. He should have turned over all of them. Uh, I imagine he knows that very well now as well. There it is. There was the quote. NFL rookie shot in attempted carjacking or robbery. An NFL rookie is hospitalized after being shot multiple times during an attempted carjacking or robbery in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, the Washington Commanders said running back Brian Robinson was in stable condition after sustaining injuries that are considered non-life-threatening. Head coach Ron Rivera visited Robinson, who said he was in good spirits. Police have identified two possible suspects and recovered a firearm a short distance from where the incident occurred. Authorities are trying to figure out if Robinson was the victim of a carjacking or just an armed robbery attempt. Robinson was a standout at the University of Alabama before Washington selected him in the third round of the NFL draft earlier this year. So if you haven't done your fantasy draft yet, <laughs> Brian Robinson, um, that's you might not want to draft him. But it actually looks like he's in stable condition and he certainly could still return this year. Finally, COVID boosters are coming before human trials. New COVID-19 boosters are expected to be approved this week. They just haven't been tested on humans yet. The shots are modified from current vaccines to specifically protect against the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. The FDA, the FDA says they have been tested on mice. And with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. Thank you, Megan. You are welcome. Let's talk about the football game on Friday. 
Did mm-hmm. you go to you the football, football game? game? I did. Saturday? Mm-hmm. Uh, On Saturday. Saturday, yeah. That's right. Saturday. Wait, did you both? Did everybody go? Joanna, you too? No. Oh, okay. Thank God. Oh, I didn't mean to make that sound with such disdain. <laughs> I just didn't go. So <laughs> there was. A big day we on weren't Saturday. invited. Were you guys out there and then they had to, it started raining and they yeah, had to tell you, like, delay. you can't go in yet? <laughs> I went to a tailgate, which normally I don't do, but this was like a, a tailgate, one of the parking areas, and cool. we didn't have a canopy or tent or anything, because the person who was doing it's kind of new to tailgating, so we got rained on, and what they push the game back, like 45 minutes maybe? Uh, about an hour. About an hour? It started right after 8, I think. Uh, so here's the way it went down. The first half, uh, which I was there at the game for, it looked like, okay, you got two pretty mediocre teams but it was a close game it was 14 to 13 and a half and then and then i went home and watched the rest of the game on tv mm-hmm. and i think they uh north texas scored 17 unanswered in the second half the miners just never got anything going and you know i feel like they kind of pumped them up with this game was going to be a sellout and stuff mm-hmm. but they did not they did not show the fans after the first half. They didn't show them anything to get excited about. Yeah, I was a little disappointing, but they've got to listen. Only up from here, and they were playing against a 29-year-old quarterback. So, well, they got uh, number nine Oklahoma this week. Yep, and then they've got Boise. Mm-hmm. So the TV announcers were talking about the miners maybe looking at an zero and six start before they're <laughs> seeing any. Don't tell Steve that. <laughs> he was so optimistic. I know every year, every year, every Steve will. comes in. It's like, yeah. yeah, I think they could definitely be yeah, seven man. and one. Hey, UTEP's hype man. UTEP, he hype is. Man. I love it. I love. If it. most people, he's their flavor, flavor. I think. <laughs> listen, any for people who stayed the second half, anybody who got free tickets because Oscar gave tickets, Oscar Lisa gave tickets to uh, city workers, maybe sue Oscar for emotional distress after having to right. sit through that. Do you think Yvonne Rosales got one? She's you know, I kind of had my eyes peeled to see if, if he were, Yvonne Rosales was going to be at the game, which, would no, I didn't know. So I didn't. But I saw a lot of lawyers. I did see a lot of lawyers, and a lot of them were talking about uh, this. There was the funniest meme that was going around about it. Was that what you were going to say, Joanna? Yes, because I'm working on an article, uh, the best tweets from the UTEP home opener. And one of them came from an account called Scumbag Pay Dirt Pete. Yep. Saw who that said, one. UTEP fans give up quicker on UTEP than DA Yvonne Rosales prosecuting criminal cases. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a picture of the stadium where like half the fans had already left. <laughs> well, you know, it had rained. People were out there. They were still wet. And also... Once the second half got started, it was all downhill mm-hmm. for UTEP from there. Tell me if you think this sounds believable or not. So I, I was uh, I was watching CNN yesterday, and they were doing a thing where they were saying goodbye to one of their uh, one of their producers. Who? Uh, CNN. Oh, okay. So they were saying like after ten years uh, working here stateside, our producer not a you know this is like the sh- the producer. Executive producer? Yeah, or like the executive producer uh, has made the decision to return home to England to be with his wife and kids. His kids were born in the USA. And then they said the reason he gave was that with school shootings happening so frequently in the United States, he no longer felt safe 
having his family in the U.S. Now, are we to that point where people are like, I'm not sure I want to work in the U.S. because you guys have so many school shootings. I don't want my family to. Do we have that kind of reputation around yeah. the world that if you in go there, there's a, people yeah. think there's countries. a good chance you're going your kids yeah. are going to get shot? At I'm school. surprised that you're more comfortable with sending your daughter to high school and not even worrying about a, a, a shooting or anything. I, there is, I mean, there is a non-zero percent chance of a school shooting happening these days. No, no, I realize it that is above zero. What are you What are you going to do? Take your kids out of school? No, but I mean, yeah, they got, they I, I would be worried. School. I'd be worried. And if don't I had forget. Kids. It, Shootings can happen at malls, at Walmarts. At, you know, they can happen anywhere, but... It's just the non... I, listen, I've talked to people specifically from Australia, so this is just based off of what, what their view was, but the non-action think- of trying to solve the problem of it is what they're is frustrated people. Yeah. that well, oh in this country they've got this one very specific very specific, it's to, specific their country, to this country yeah and, and they don't nobody's do anything, doing about it, anything yeah. to it, deal with it kind of i mean that's their perception and you know yeah that's understandable i mean if you go to england they don't have school shootings ever ever right there is a zero percent possibility mm. I think there's always you could say I, that I always a non-zero percent. It's but not even. Anything, it's not even comparable, though. It's, it's not, not even comparable. comparable. You can't compare it. No, not not, not even comparable. So yeah, there's a big point to that. There's people for sure, for sure that feel this way. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I just based off of people that I've spoken to. Yeah. I I wouldn't feel safe raising my family in the United States of America. Well, there's a lot of people now that don't even want to have kids. Because of all just, this, just, or just yeah, I mean, I'm people um, in general that just don't want to have me and right Joanna now. are one of them. Well, I mean, listen, the Joanna last the last I. five yeah. years have been pretty stressful I. with everything, one thing after another, and yeah, we're just gonna get cats, cats, cats. dogs, and cats and boots, cats and boots, and cats and cats and boots and cats and boots. Joanna, I saw a video of a cat with floppy ears this weekend and I was going to send it to and you. you didn't so send cute. it to I'm me? I'm going to send it to you. Uh-huh. I'm going to send it to you. It was on, it wasn't on like Instagram, it was on some random site so I had to Megan, email it to you or something. Megan, this people think we don't like each other. I know. What? <laughs> I've been told Little that do people they know. think I know. That's me so and Megan don't like each other. That is so weird. So They're weird. like, well, you can tell that they don't like each other. Really? On really? That's yes. so weird. And I, I was like, what? I feel Megan like, and I have bonded. Yeah, yep. I feel like I love you. Let me give you a couple of uh, <laughs> let me give you a couple of heads up here. We're gonna do our Monday movie club and the movie we watched over the weekend. Mm-hmm. American Psycho. Apparently, so great I'm, date movie, according to Nico. Really good date movie. <laughs> well, there was some risque scenes. So I know I don't remember. Well, that not just that. Much. There's a yeah, right. There are a lot. It of was on the and a, old a lot of blood. TV in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's so much. Like meat to think about. Like it's a movie a that will really get that you. Movie. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a definite. Let me tell you, I have a definite opinion on whether I think Patrick Bateman murdered anybody. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Did he One murder person? all those people? Did he even murder he, anybody? And did I have he really like you know f up them prostitutes. I have a strong opinion on why on would all she of that. get back in the limo with him? Ugh. Right. If you uh, want to hear Buzz's opinion, you gotta but not just oh, that, right. stick it, around after like, the show. Philosophically, save it, there's save it for the, the Facebook Live. Yeah. There's so much to think about, like identity, narcissism, power structures, uh, the inhumaneness of corporate I, culture and Wall I Street. I will say that I it had been years since I've seen it, 
And then watching it this last night, I laughed way more than I have ever laughed. <laughs> there were a lot there of, was some yeah. comically dark things. Oh, my gosh. Also, it had been so long since I watched it. Some of the actors have gotten famous since they were on that. First of all, Christian Bale was not an A-list actor at that point. He was on the Thoreau. Co- Justin Thoreau and Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas, who plays Don Haskins. Yeah, Don Thoreau. Haskins. I, know. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Let me give oh. you a uh, real quick. We're gonna have we're gonna do this on Facebook Live. So the Monday Movie Club is on Facebook Live. If you want to find out what we all thought after watching American Psycho, we're gonna have that posted. Do we know yeah. our next movie? Nah, not yet. Who's okay. gonna choose next? Nico. Oh, Nico. Right. I want you to put some real thought into it. Shrek okay? the third. No. <laughs> yeah, human centipede. Human centipede. Shrek the third. Yeah. Is there a third? Is that oh, the one with gosh, Humpty Dumpty? Yeah. One. Yeah. Humpty Dumpty is like the main villain. Spoiler. Loud Wire Nights tonight. We've got three songs from the Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream. You, the listeners, voted that the album most popular or the best Smashing Pumpkins album. Really? Yep. So we're going to have three off of Siamese Dream. I would have... I guess pick the double album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. But I guess Siamese Dream has Disarm, and that's a great song. Uh, it's also National Chop Suey Day, so we're going to have uh, you know a focus on System of a Down. Join Tony Gonzalez tonight at seven. Then at uh, midnight, the Metallica is mandatory. Wait a minute, it's not at midnight; it's at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock is when Mission Metallica blast yeah, off. Why'd you say midnight? That's what's written here. <laughs> Playing all the rock that matters nightly, Loudwire Nights, tonight at 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. Let's take a break. If you want to give us a call, now's the time to do it. Whatever you want to talk about, give us a call at 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. What kind of radio show is this? Crazy! A short pause, and the Buzz Adams Morning Show will be back. If you've heard me talk and you know that I've said for years now, if I ever decide to sell my home, the only agent I'm going to call is Brian Birds, the Brian Birds home selling team powered by EXP Realty. Brian takes the drama out of selling your home and he makes sure that he gets you the most money in the shortest time possible. Angelina and her granddaughter gave Brian's team a five-star review. They wanted to sell their West Side home in order to downsize. They listed the home with Brian's team and the results were amazing. They listed the home at 173, but it sold for 186,000. So more than 10,000 over the asking price and it only took 8 days to get those kind of results. Those are the kind of results you can expect when you go with Brian Birds and the home t- uh, home selling team powered by EXP Realty. Call Brian Birds today, the only agent I would call if I were going to cu- sell my home, call him at 751-1500. That's 9157511500 online at brianbirds.com, brian b u r d s.com. Oh, guess who this is? Buzz Adams and the KLAQ Morning Show. You must be the greatest radio show host ever. Buzz is back. (laughs) 
This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. The corner of Dyer and Monroe, they're just moments away from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. As far as the weather goes, we got a chance of rain this evening around 15%. Mostly clear today, though, but look for a chance of rain overnight. Then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday looks like the days this week that we have the biggest chance of rain, the most widespread thunderstorms possible on Tuesday, uh, about 40-50%, and uh, similar on Wednesday. Going to clear up, but it looks like we have a continuing 15% chance of rain uh, through Friday. All right, we're going to have entertainment coming up. Joanna, Joanna, are you going to talk any about the uh, the VMA Awards? Oh my God, I completely forgot that happened. I know. No, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> uh, okay, that's okay. We can talk about it. So, cool. Lizzo won a VMA last night, and everybody knows who Lizzo is, right? Yes. She she called out people that talk crap about her in the media. And I have a, I have an idea of who she might be talking about. This is comedian Aries Spear during an interview on The Art of Dialogue. Who? So Aries Spears is a well-known comic. He's been around a long time. Here he is talking about Lizzo. I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't the most in shape in the world. But I still, you know, when you funny and you got swagger and confidence and, and you decent looking, I think I'm at least handsome, you get but a woman that's built like a plate of mashed potatoes is in trouble. Okay, it sounds like you just called a Lizzo plate a plate po- of mashed potatoes. Oh, honey, mashed potatoes are delicious. <laughs> I mean, one could be so lucky. <laughs> Please. Here is uh, Lizzo. Uh, over the weekend, as we said, Aries Spears, comedian, went off on Lizzo for showing off her body during her acceptance speech. Lizzo addressed the press. And here's what she had to say. To the that got something to say about me in the press. You know what? I'm not going to say nothing. They'd be like, Lizzo, why don't you clap back? Why don't you clap back? Because I'm winning. Huh. I mean, she's kind of clapping back. Though. And uh, here's a little more. So, you know, you know, Aries Spears. One of my favorite comments <laughs> really? I mean, from Matt TV. Uh, yeah. He kind of lit into Lizzo for being a, a bigger girl. Yeah, and sure about off her body. If you really gave a why wouldn't you go, black girl, we love you, we love your confidence, boo-boo, but this ain't it. That's the real love. Y'all will jump on me for making jokes, but y'all won't be real and go, sister, put the eclair down. This ain't it. (laughs) It's like he's doing early 90s fat humor, right? Oh, for sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, when, know, when has fat humor really ever gone away? Okay, let's we'll just oh, never, never. Uh, <laughs> okay, but you would you would grant like within the past few years we've heard about like body shaming. You're just not supposed to body shame anybody. As Nico would say, fat is. humor is what low hanging fruit. Yep, super low hanging fruit. Buzz. Do, do you want to hear? Well, can, 
Eminem. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Wait, let me just say. Oh, I, shoot. We got a call. Tell the caller do. not to not um, to go anywhere. When I, I didn't watch the VMAs, but I, I was scrolling through Instagram, and when I saw Lizzo in her dress, it took my breath away. It was gorgeous. I so it took I, her breath away. It, it, no, no. It was gorgeous on the red carpet. Let me get a call because uh, Betty called in and waited to talk to us this morning. Hi, Betty. Hi, Betty. Hi, Hi Betty. What's going on? Oh, just heard you guys talking about the school shootings earlier, and uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the whole people not wanting to live in this country, I don't think it just has to do with school shootings, you know? Um, realistically, we live in a country where our government doesn't care about the poor, the homeless, the veterans, the, you know, mentally unstable, so we live in a country where they buy oil from Russia, fund Russia to start a war, and then go and ship the opposite country all sorts of millions and millions upon millions of dollars to help them fight that war. Makes no sense. Specifically, we were talking about one of the CNN uh, bigwigs over there was leaving, and they were giving a, a, an on-air farewell yesterday, and he was going to the U.K., because he's got kids. The kids were born in the United States, but his reason was we don't feel safe having our kids in American schools anymore. And I don't know if that's overly dramatic, but it kind of stopped me in my tracks. You know, somebody's like, hey, and this guy is like, I, I really love this country. I love the people, but we just no longer felt safe having our kids go to American schools. And I, I just wonder, is that like a super widespread uh, concern? For people when they look in from the outside. Yeah, buddy, I see what you're saying. You know, that's kind of why what I, I said the inaction of, of making it better, I think is, again, I don't know everybody's opinion, but I know that's concerning certainly for, if you have the choice, I guess, to go to a, a country where you feel a little bit more protected in situations like that, but certainly not just with um, school shootings, you know, possibly with gun violence overall, or like you were saying, you know, you can find a, a bunch of reasons on why one country is better than the other, obviously, but... Uh, Betty, I'm kind of curious what you what you were saying a little bit earlier. You, it, I, I, I kind of understand. Were you talking about the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine? Exactly. Yeah, that. And just so many other things, like, you know, the whole, the way we pulled out of uh, Afghanistan, left right. millions upon millions of dollars of equipment and everything else. And so you're saying all of this, all these other things would probably make people want to leave the U.S. before school shootings? think so like realistically you know um i know a veteran and he's a school teacher now he's got a bumper sticker and it's just like it hit me when i read it it says um if guns kill people do pencils misspell words wait a minute let me think about that one for a second as guns kill well, people obviously we know that a person words. is behind a pencil and a gun. So, yes, their hand has to be the thing that's responsible for both things. But we also can acknowledge that... I think he was, that, I think that was a pro-gun statement. That is a pro-gun statement. Right? right? Is that the way you read that, Betty, the bumper sticker? Well, I just see it more as, uh, you know, it's a tool. It's a, you know... You're saying people kill people. Guns like don't kill people. It's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm if happy you, to... Oops, sorry, go ahead, Betty. If you leave a gun sitting on the counter or a pencil, are either of them going to jump up and do something without an operator? Right, but a pencil wasn't designed to kill anybody. Uh, you've, you've, uh, 
I, I'm Watch John Wick. Killed <laughs> by pencils. Yeah. All right. In some point. Thanks, Betty. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Betty. All right. All right. Bye. I think the I think the bumper sticker though sounds like it's a pro second second amendment. Yeah, did you not get that's what she was saying? That's what she was also pro second did you know? Oh, is she also pro second amendment? Did, so it's all the other stuff. Were you even I listening? I wasn't sure. I mean <laughs> she was saying that there's a lot of other things that people would want to leave the US for before school shootings, which she mentioned the Ukraine war and Biden's pull out of Afghanistan. Yeah, but neither one of those things are going to like Kill, kill your, my kids. Kill your yeah. kid in the middle of class or whatever. You know what I mean? It just seems. It's just unfortunate that it's so polarizing. You know, that's why I try and have conversations, uh, uh, you know, without even talking about gun laws, about, you know, let's try and fix this and, and not even speak about that. You know, it's still a problem, but it's such a polarizing thing that people are either going to be pro gun or anti gun. It's like, yeah, let's focus but on I don't, I don't, the safety my, of our children instead of the argument about guns. When every week starts, I don't, in my mind, I don't think very often, you know, of course you do after something like Uvalde happens, but not very often do I think this could be the week, you know, that something goes I down. I think about it every day. Know, every day? Yeah. I, and I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or I'm a new mom. I am scared every day. I mean, I am. I, it's terrifying for me to not have to have control over a situation. And I think you know, you could in say, Uvalde to just see the parents not able to get into their to get to their kids. I think that being, traumatized being me a little bit. Detained by the being police detained, to yeah. go it's protect very, their own kids. If you're a mother, that that's a, that that's uh, a hard visual to uh, not have nightmares about. Yeah. I, I'm still stuck on were you listening to Betty's statement? <laughs> yeah, well, I heard her talking about all the grievances against the United States and I thought, "Okay, well, I thought the logical conclusion was going to be that she was also so she's pro-gun but anti Buying oil from Russia and the way we pulled out of Afghanistan and so forth. I think she's saying that there's more problems. She was there's probably saying there's more problems just- that would should affect people that would make them want to leave the United States than than guns. Yeah, no, I I, I wasn't reading that right then. I guess we got all kinds of. I mean, every country has their own problems. Ours are the biggest because we're we're you know we're the biggest. <laughs> most high profile country so ours are going to be even bigger but are you going to address joanna's cackle <laughs> Her Hold on. cackling back there someone in the f chat oh gosh said, if only betty cared enough to change the batteries in her smoke alarm that as much as she cares about making a change in our country what, why was, was it there, going on was it going off i guess it was going off i didn't pay attention to that i didn't hear that wait did you guys hear that i didn't, eat, I didn't little, hear a little alarm every once in a while by the way i'm not gonna i'm not gonna move out of the country i'm not saying i'm you know this country isn't good enough for me but it, i didn't mean like that but i i just want to just, I, I do think about it every well, day. I, well, I, I don't the enact point on it, was but that I, we were, I do think about it all. I think it is like a dark cloud uh, for kids. Yes. Like kids might, might well, I don't like having to teach my five-year-old what to... I mean, listen, I, I, it, it's it's stressful, but again, am I going to move out of the country? No, but yeah, I think about it every day. I do. I have kids, and it, it stresses me out. It's definitely something people in other countries don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, it, but some people in other countries have to worry about like uh, an armed militia sure, coming in relative. and kidnapping all, all the girls. You know, that happened in it's Africa. Oh, no, I meant, I was talking about like modern democracies. Okay. And stuff. Yeah. So forget all those countries. Yeah, like, of course, the African countries don't have the same problems that we have here. Nowhere near <laughs> them. What are you talking okay. about? Why would you even compare a third world country to us right now? 
Mexico. Well, how about okay. Mexico? Would you it's compare okay. Mexico? I They're mean, a Mexi- third world country. And a narco state. And a narco state. Yeah. Okay. No, I would so not you're compare. saying that, that I would compare no modern comparison. democracies to like Germany, uh, England, Australia. Uh, well, Mexico's a democracy. Is it? No, I mean, no. It's not a functional democracy, but it's yes. nonetheless. No, I'm talking about functional ones. Uh, Cappy's here. We're going to talk sports. So we're going to get settled in here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, here's a call that we got. See if you can make this one out. It's a little spotty in places. That sounds like Boomhauer. I got none of that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't either I heard the first the, time. The beginning was, you You're guys are rock a rock station. station. Why are, are you talking, talking about, about sports? Because as we know, nobody in the world enjoys both things. We need There's a no, break. But it's exclusive. You either like rock or you like football or you like football and you don't like rock. It can't be yeah, man. any overlap there. Sports is about jocks. By rock the way, is about after, the opposite after of going to the minor game, I'm now to the point where I think I don't like football. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Listen, we just needed a break from the student loan conversation, all right? That's where right. we popped in some sports. Well, let's take a break for everybody. And when we come back, Steve Kaplowitz is going to talk about the uh, minors' lackluster performance in front of a sold-out Sun Bowl on Saturday night. We got that on the way. And more of the Buzz Adams morning shows coming up right after this. It looks like Everyone is agreed. All right, we're going to talk to uh, Steve Kaplowitz. Yeah, Nico, you you were you were right. I totally misread what the caller was going with. Miss Betty. Thought, yeah, Betty called in. And Very said, nice lady, though. There's a lot other than school shootings that would make somebody not want to live in the United States. I did not pick up that she was just doing MAGA talk. Yeah, she points. was doing MAGA talk. Points. I was a little confused because usually when I hear somebody, oh, America's bad and America's got all this stuff, and, you know, I don't usually think of. That being a Republican talking point. It's like now the Republicans are, uh, America's the worst, and it sucks. That well, kind of used to be, you'd only hear Democrats talking about that back in the old days. I think they're saying this under Biden, right. or Biden's yeah. America. I didn't pick it. I didn't know what the oil with Russia and the Ukraine is. Well, she didn't mention the mention. word Ukraine until I confirmed it with her, but she was talking about the yeah, war. Yeah, no, I was, I was thrown a little off by that. I thought, There's okay, a well, lot this of- is like an extreme socialist liberal who's mm, enumerating all the opposite. failures of America. She was but also the complete... It was. No, you were right. She was... So yeah, it's was, a MAGA talking point to be against Russia. I mean, to be against Ukraine and, and kind of like for Russia. That's know. a MAGA talking Yeah, point. that's kind of like, why are we spending billions like defending uh, Ukraine against Russia? Why Let's oh. just take care of ourselves. Yeah, um, it's, it's gotten so extreme on one end that they're almost making like left-wing talking points sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, left wing, uh, like it was a big thing for Democrats to be against globalization and being against shipping jobs overseas. That was a very uh, Democrat thing to be like, buy American, uh, you know, keep keep jobs here. Uh, also, did you hear that she was also making the gun point about like guns don't kill people, people kill people? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, the whole thing, I was trying to follow what was going on. I just misinterpreted what her point was. She sounded very nice, though. Yeah, she's, right. And she, yeah. she probably made her point. Yeah, okay, it's so. just, I, I'm i used to, like, reflexively, if somebody's like, just a laundry list of the problems of everything the United States has done wrong, I don't usually think, oh, that's one of these great patriots from the MAGA movement. But I guess maybe that's the way we got to start thinking about it. 
Well, I'm going to suggest that any city employees who got free tickets from Oscar Leeser <laughs> consider a class action lawsuit for the pain and suffering <laughs> oh, that the mayor inflicted upon you. Oh, no. Because the first half, Steve, all right, good morning, Cappy. Good morning. That lawsuit might not be, um, you know... Uh, handled for a while, though. Yeah. It'll be stuck in yeah, there. Right. Yeah. It'll, be stuck stuck in It'll remain unscreened yeah. for 180 Don't days. Don't yeah, exactly. By the time they get, get to it, uh, the 2024 season will be starting. <laughs> Here's, let me first of all give you my take on the minor game, and then we'll talk about uh, everything else sure. surrounding it. So in the first half, uh, which I was there for, it looked like two mediocre to sub-mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. Slogging it out, mm-hmm. and but at least it was close. It was yeah, fourteen thirteen at halftime. That's right. I went home and it was on TV, so I watched the entire th- rest of the game mm-hmm. on TV. And it's like, oh, one of the mediocre teams is kicking the crap out of the other mediocre team. And guess what? We were the worst out of two pretty bad teams. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Yeah, fair. there was Absolutely. nothing there to show off in front of a a, a sellout crowd. Listen. Okay, and um, also it's another thing that's just such a letdown and a gut punch at the very beginning of the season when you got a home game like this and a at a beatable opponent. You're this is a million dollar game. Whether or not people are going to go, I, I imagine that's we play I people for Boise. If you go to the website, I wrote about that today. I said the UTEP performance could cost uh, you know UTEP uh, fans and millions, and that's exactly right. what it is. Yeah. How many of those people that stuck around for the game to start like an hour late? If they'd have known what was coming, would have even bothered None. getting out of their car. If None. they'd have known that we were well, just going to get steamrolled yeah. in the second half. Nobody would do that. People would have been like, that looks like rain. I'm going to save myself the humiliation I mean, we of were. watching the miners get murdered. We listen. To the first 17 off. unanswered. 17. Props to you, by the way. Okay, props to you. Because our tailgate did not have a tent. <laughs> and you got absolutely soaked, soaked over that rain for well, a couple I didn't of hours. Have, I didn't have an umbrella. And also, I wanted to make sure that everybody else was kind of shielded. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you get so wet, you're like, well, I'm not going to get any more wet. <laughs> right? right? And it looks like it's letting up. Yeah. Which it would do. It would let up for a little bit, and then it would rain. And I, yeah. I guess the the delay was because of the lightning. There was there. a lot of lightning. Well, lightning listen, everywhere around. There were there were a lot of ten year olds at this tailgate of ours, and they loved getting rained on. Oh yeah, they wanted to play football in the parking yeah. lot, run around. They didn't have a care in the world. No, so. and then there was you who just didn't care either. <laughs> I didn't care and either. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty. You good. know what my mom used to say? What's that? She'd say, you know, mom, can you give me a ride to school today? It's raining. Here's her response. You're not made out of sugar. You're not going to melt. <laughs> <laughs> You're not made of sugar. You're not made You're out not of made sugar. sugar. You're not going to melt. Now get out melt. there. I like that. Um, did you have to walk to school uphill both ways? <laughs> One time I had to walk and it had been raining and it was so muddy in this field I had to walk across. My shoe came off in the mud, and I couldn't get it out. I went home with one shoe on and one shoe off, and my mom made me go back out there with a shovel and get my shoe out of the mud. <laughs> true story? Oh God, true, that's a true story. Uh, like quicksand like, mud. I remember when it yanked my, it, it made this oh <laughs> it just sucked my, my shoe right off, and I couldn't get it out, so I had to walk the rest of the way home with one shoe missing. Oh man, that's a good story. I like that. Shoeless Buzz Adams. Yeah. Um, listen, the first half could have been so different. Like, if, if the Miners would have capitalized on so many oh, opportunities, yeah, yeah. they, they could move up. the ball. They yes. could move the ball. They had trouble moving it into the end zone. That was the problem. That seemed to be the issue. Red zone failure was a massive storyline in that first half. I'm and not going to call out anybody by name, but I saw a lot of, if not drop passes, 
pass receptions that could have been made. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I'm know. I'm not going to call him out by name, but... <laughs> because he doesn't have a roster. I don't have a roster, but there were a lot of people that were dropping balls that yeah, I thought could yeah. have been caught. Well, there was a sure touchdown where um, uh, Tyron Smith, I'll, I'll drop the name, was was nobody was near him. And the pass was thrown, and it, it, it hit him right in the hands. It looked like it hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. And unfortunately, that would have been six for the Miners, and that was just the least of their problems. Because remember, they get a fumble recovery with a minute left in the first half. They're at the 10-yard line. And you think about this. You're losing right now, 14 to 10. You punch that ball in. Get you in get there. all the momentum. You take the wind out of the sails. You're of leading North Texas. at halftime. Absolutely. Those guys are moping around in the yes. locker room. Yes. And instead, unfortunately, three plays. They couldn't get in. They kicked the field goal. They're losing by a point. And then the second half starts, and uh, UTEP should have just stayed in the locker the, room. The point it was is, this was not a good North Texas team. Mm-hmm. This was not. Well, I mean, in the second half, they looked good. Well, they looked good the against first, us. Yeah, exactly. But in the first half, they looked like they should have been down three scores. So, yeah, it was a, it was a weird football game. But it, the, the moral of the story is this. You give a team enough chances, they're eventually going to just say thank you very much, take those chances, and then run with it. And that's what North Texas did. They should have been getting I, destroyed at halftime, and they were winning by a point. When I got to the house, the game was on TV. So I mm-hmm. watched the TV. And, of course, it's not Teicher doing the broadcast, but whoever was doing it. Yeah. Uh, the play-by-play man said at some point, hey, looking ahead of the schedule, they've got Oklahoma, they've got Boise. He put out the conjecture that the Miners could be 0-6. It's possible. After six games. I mean, look, they got to... What did NMSU do over the weekend? NMSU played Nevada at home. Yeah. And they were down, I think it was like 20 to 13 with a minute left in the game. And they, or 20 to 14. I forget what it was. They lost. They lost the game, but they were in it. They were like a touchdown down with a minute left. And then I think Nevada kicks a field goal and they end up beating them by uh, like 10. But, you know, the Aggies are, they hung in there and, and they didn't, nobody expects anything from New Mexico State. And Nevada is a pretty good football team. And the Aggies gave them all they could handle mm-hmm. uh, on, on, uh, Saturday night. Now, the Aggies have no offense, but the Miners' defense really concerns me after watching what happened against North Texas. Well, and what about Hayward? Because I, I don't expect to see him. Is he going to come uh, back at all? Or? I don't. Okay. Well, first off. A linebacker, by the way. Yeah, he's their second best right. player on the defensive side, and he's still waiting to try to get that seventh year of eligibility from the NCAA. Well, he and, should ask North Te- Texas with their 29-year-old quarterback, right? I mean, yeah, That guy, well, yeah. But you want to know something? Here's the difference. Okay, so that guy played pro, pro baseball, baseball for six yeah. years. So he was like a freshman at 24, 25. That's so crazy. That's the way to do it, by the way. If, yeah, you're, if you is. really want the model of how to play college football, go out of high school, play college, or go play pro baseball for five, six years, and then if you're not making it to the big leagues, switch, go to college, and then just become a college football player in your mid-20s. And by the time you graduate, you'll be pushing 30, and that's a, that's a great way to do it. BYU's been doing that for 100 years. <laughs> I'm not have. kidding. They bring in their, their semi-pro basketball team. Oh, it's yeah. like guys with receding hairlines playing basketball for, <laughs> that is, for BYU back That is a hundred percent correct. You know, but they got you know how they do that, right? Well, they go on the mission. They go on the so yeah. they're Mormons. They go yeah. on the mission. Yeah. They go and do that for a few years. When they come back, they're 
they're bulked up, they're more muscular, they're... Yeah, know. when you see that their kids are already in, you know, uh, elementary school, by the time they're in their <laughs> sophomore year, you kind of question what's going on right now. But that's that's the truth. So, yeah, BYU has been doing it for well, years. Well, if the minors can't beat NMSU here, then I think 0-6 is probably Let me a tell you really something. good uh, projection. If the minors can't beat NMSU, this is going to be an absolutely miserable season. Miserable. So, the, it's one game with North Texas, and we already knew they're going to lose to Oklahoma. Now you just think they're probably going to lose worse than you originally thought because of the way the second half went on Saturday. So, if they're 0-2 to New Mexico State, they can still turn this thing around. The problem is, Buzz, instead of getting, let's say, 30,000 fans for New Mexico State, they might get 15 or 20. And even if they beat New Mexico State in New Mexico, instead of getting 40,000 fans for Boise State, they might get 20 or 25. That's the thing. You have a you have one game. You have a big rehearsal. You got everybody in the stadium to watch you play. And when you lay an egg like they did, it's so hard to get fans back because people are thinking same old UTEP, and that's the toughest part. You know, the athletic administration had the nine one five campaign. They sell it out. They they've been hyping up this game to be the biggest game in in over a decade. And and you got to come ready to play. You can't lose that game. You got to win, especially when you know that you're better than your opponent and you still find a way to lose and that's what's so difficult and what's so frustrating being minor fans by the way as of uh this morning utep is a 31 point underdog they were a 31 point underdog on friday i'm surprised that hasn't gone up right if if they've still got it locked in at 31 i say you take (laughs) you take the sooners to cover i would i was thinking for the entire time that i've been watching minor football some 30 years if i had just placed a bet Against the minors every time mm-hmm. to cover or not cover, whatever it was. Yep. If I just consistently bet against the minors, I'd probably be a millionaire. <laughs> like if I just put $50 bets here and there. Last year, they covered almost every spread. That's and the thing. So last year was an anomaly, but Maybe. we know that over the long haul, it's yep. like whatever it is, you can expect so, the minors more often than not not right. to live up to the expectations. So it's kind the, of like so, a, a weakness in the, in the Vegas bookmakers. They don't well, realize. Here's the question, okay? Oklahoma's going to probably feel like they don't even have to show up to beat the Miners and beat them by four touchdowns. So if you watch that second half and see the first half, the Oklahoma coaching staff might just, you know, I don't know how they're going to treat this game, but they might just, even though it's their first game of the season, they probably feel like they can just do whatever they want and have their way with UTEP. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it's their home crowd. I've seen these sacrificial lambs Mm -hmm. come in before. Oh, I still think the Myers are going to get beat by more than 31 points, but I'm just wondering how Oklahoma decides to come out. And now UTEP is like, you know, nobody thinks they're going to do anything so they can just come out with nothing to lose everything to gain i just don't know how much of a difference that's going to make after what we saw in the second half on saturday all right anything else from the weekend steve i mean that's high the school. biggest stuff we had some good games in high school coronado congratulations to mike pry they beat chapin to win their first game of the season it's good to see my alma mater doing well with mike who's one of the good guys in el paso had some great games over the weekend kenya tia was held scoreless by uh pebble hills that was a, a shocker everybody thought that on their home you know, field and the game of the week, Kenya Tia with LJ Martin would win and they didn't even score a point. So that was a big shock. But we had some good high school games over the weekend. We're about a week and a half away from the start of the NFL season. That's exciting. And uh, just, you know, football is here, guys. Football, football is here. Football is here. And you guys are going to be doing uh, covering high school football 
yeah. every week? Absolutely. We did it on Friday. We had the pregame show, and then when the Chihuahuas game ended, we were right in like 9 o'clock, fourth quarter for all the games. We jumped out to all the game coverage. It was perfect. All right. Thank you, Cappy. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later this week. Let's take a break. Joanna Barba at Entertainment News on the way. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ HD1 El Paso, a town square media station. We're going to get to entertainment headlines. Joanna has our Hollywood news coming up here in just a few moments. Cowboys touchdown flyaways. We've got nine home games that we're giving away a deluxe VIP trip to for you and a guest. You and your guest win round trip airfare for two hotel, two tickets to the game, a Cowboys meet and greet and a tailgate party. I'm going to give you just a few of the places you can register at. You can find the full list at KLAQ.com, but you can drop off a registration at Taco Avocat on North Zaragoza. Border City Ale House at 1506 North Lee Trevino. And yes, we do Family Hair Salon. They've got two locations, one on North Wrestler and the other on Edgemere. So come by, fill out an entry form, and you might be the winner. We're giving away nine trips to see Cowboys home games. Must be 21 or older and a Texas resident to win. Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways powered by Miller Lite. Special arrangements by 915 Tours, courtesy of 95.5 KLAQ. Uh, I didn't get to all the neckline calls. Do you want to want to grab a couple of these and we'll get into entertainment? Sure. All right. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. I got to give y'all props for playing uh, callers that d- disagree with y'all like me. Y'all aren't just an echo chamber. Y'all, y'all play people that disagree with y'all. I didn't think y'all would play my Fauci bashing call. I admit I sounded crazy. I was under liquid influence. I still think Fauci created COVID oh and is up to no good, but I realize I sound crazy. Oh, my God. I, I, just, I didn't believe it. But check out this song I wrote. Hey, Fauci. Hey, Fauci. No more ouchie, ouchie. Hey, Fauci. Hey, Fauci. No more ouchie, ouchie. It's catchy, huh? I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell the song to Adele. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, ODG. Uh, you see, and great. then he sucks us in with right his back charm in. like that. He sure came does. full circle. He said sure some does. crazy bat poop, insane <laughs> stuff last week, and then he just worms his charms his back over. Right. Like we had forgotten. That's how he started. When he was calling in, a like, lot of people go. Weird things. Why do you keep playing him for this? Because yeah, because of this. this. We're invested. But he said we're, we're definitely not an echo chamber. That's now cool. we're an echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> we're going to start driving those cars where they just follow the same car, the Toyotas that we were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. We're all Toy- going to come to work like that, like the Toyota, the car Wi-Fi followers. <laughs> Toyota's <laughs> developing technology for, uh, for a Wi-Fi enabled hitchless Toe. Yeah. So yeah. one car, you white, you connect to the Wi-Fi, and the other one follows, follows directly right, behind yep. you. When how you often would you use? <laughs> how often would you use that? I, maybe there are some jobs, but also you'd have to find another Toyota that has the same. It's going to be like a late model. It's going to be a new one because they're talking about having this uh, technology available in the next five years. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a little weird. Like this call. 
this next one. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I said it wrong. This is for the Nico brains and the Buzz brains and whoever else knows the answer to this question. So why do noses run and why do feet smell? Hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> Why do noses, noses run, run noses and run? feet smell? <laughs> what the hell? That's great. Feet should run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. That, that oh, was because like, it's a, I only played the I was just run. I was trying to answer the question, but it's more of a... Noses should smell and feet should run. It's more of a That's Mitch Hedberg is. bit than anything else, I feel like. Clever, though. Clever. Got me. Why do noses run... <laughs> And feet smell. Because nothing it's so makes weird. sense in the world. What's the deal? I used What's to steal. Nose, Here, I got one for you. I used to steal Mitch Hedberg jokes. I mean, I still, I still do, do, but I <laughs> used to, too. That's <laughs> yeah, good. That's good. Hey, Krista, uh, I just heard what Biden was saying about MAGA Republicans. And, uh, you know, for someone who said they were going to unify the country. Uh, what he says isn't very unifying, very uh, divisive, and right. it very sounds very Hitler-esque. What? So, pretty disappointed. Uh, but Trump loves Hitler. Wait, Joe Biden's saying that MAGA Republicans are not good, or the, the he the, said that they they okay. Here you he go. He certainly isn't wrong. I mean, I don't think Biden is is. He called it Donald Trump very... said that people who are caught up in Donald Trump's MAGA movement are embracing something that's like semi-fascist. Yeah, that's not that's not incorrect. Um, John, uh, not John Sununu, his son Chris Sununu, governor of New Hampshire, is demanding an apology. Here's what Sununu said: the fact that the president would go out and just insult half of America. Because effectively, half of America votes Republican, half of America ultimately votes Democrat. And Chris Sununu is not a Trump Republican. He's a Republican. But I think in the, in the thing that Biden actually said, he, he drew the distinction between said, mainstream, like, mainstream Republicans. Republicans and MAGA Republicans. And, you know, I don't, maybe you shouldn't have used the F word. Fascism. Fascism. Wait, you're telling me that people who act fascist shouldn't be called fascists well i i don't know if it's specifically fascist but it's anti-democratic for sure like people who are into the whole stolen election thing right and, and wanting- you know not every not every republican not every maga republican showed up at January 6th. So, right. I mean, it's kind of a broad brush, but I think but it's if you definitely, run on, you know, I, you bringing know, the country together. But after all the attacks that fascist, he has suffered and got kind of had against him, you think that they can say he is uh, sounding sounding like Hitler esque? That was what the caller said. Yeah. I think after a, all I think of the things that they have done and said word. against him. Yes, that's what the random anonymous caller just said. Word. Is saying that Biden is dividing America. Well, he's saying he's not bringing it together. This moment, those of you who love this country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. All right, so uh, later Biden made the comment that it's a a form of semi-fascism that's uh, going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be like, hey, I'm 
I believe all these lies about the 2020 election, and I really like... You think these people consider themselves semi-fascist? Some of them do, I'm sure. Like I don't think Nazis thought they were fascists. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They were. It doesn't mean they thought they were fascist. I, no, they were definitely... They definitely considered themselves fascist. What's your definition of fascist? Uh... Authoritarianism, a, a respect for authoritarianism, a, a limiting of civil liberties. Mm -hmm. um, You're not wrong yet. But, I mean, yeah, those are all the... Uh, one of the hallmarks is usually there are groups of people that are picked out as scapegoats. You blame all the all problems right. on this one group of people. Immigrants. Right. You know, in Weimar Republic, Germany, it was the Jews. In Italy? What was in it? Italy, it was, well, they kind of went along with the Jews, but also the gypsies. Right. So <laughs> They were very fascist, though. Benito Mussolini, fascist, pretty sure. Yeah, but I don't feel like he had a real axe to grind. Uh, I mean, I'm not a World War II historian, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know about saying but that Let me just say fascist. this. The, uh, there's a lot of MAGA Republicans. I, I who think anti-democratic is, is the a best fair, way to is say a it. Fair, sure. Is a more fair. Very anti-democratic. But there's a lot of MAGA Republicans who would literally listen to anything Donald Trump said. If he wanted to get rid of... I want to sit on a throne and wear a crown and have a scepter. And if you have an audience with me, you have to kiss this ring on my finger. And people people would be, be like, like, yeah. Okay, that sounds yeah, all right. I'm good with that. Hmm. Sure. There's plenty of people. And also, Chris Sununu didn't acknowledge that Joe Biden said, hey, people who love the country, Democrat, mainstream Republican, independent. So it's not like every Republican, although it seems that way, is a MAGA Republican. All right. Uh, time for our entertainment news. Joanna Barba brings us news from Hollywood and around the entire world of entertainment. Good morning, Joanna. No, hey, good morning. <laughs> Well, just days after the release of TMZ's documentary, TMZ investigates what really happened to Richard Simmons. The man himself has sent his fans a message on Facebook. The message reads, thank you, everyone, for your kindness and love. Love, Richard. That's all it said next to a photo of a smiling emoji holding a thank you sign. Rumors have circulated ever since Simmons abruptly disappeared from the public view in 2014, including a rumor that he was being held hostage by his housekeeper, a story that Simmons himself debunked in 2016. Why, in a, on, a, on an episode of today called Why Did He Vanish? As he said in 2016, quote, I just sort of wanted to be a little bit of a loner for a little while. Well, so he just wants to be alone. Well, can I tell you a lot of the reason people were concerned was because he was kind of famous for being like out there with his fans all the time. That he would even when the the oh, celebrity tour buses would come you, by. I've seen him in an airport. He never stops. Right. He never stops. He's down the hallway and he's like looking lovely in those business suits, lady. I mean, that's just hit him all the time. When the celebrity tour buses would come by the house, his house, he would get out of his house and say hi to them. That kind of stuff. And then all and of a sudden, if I get on a celebrity tour bus and they're taking me by Richard Simmons' house. I feel like I got on a janky celebrity tour bus. Come on! Why? It's Richard Simmons! Hey, Come this on. is the D-list bus, okay? If you, he wouldn't mind that list. Uh, so, then, all of a sudden, he stops. All these appearances, all this, like, right. doing stuff with his fans, stops. And people are like, that's very strange. Where Baby is guy. Richard Simmons? And it's like, oh, he's just at his house, and some people are saying, oh, he's being drugged by his housekeeper and being kept in the coma and she's writing all the checks for her and herself 
But I guess he's debunking it. So yeah, uh, and this documentary is where Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Hulu is now becoming your new place for documentaries. I'd, I'd be willing to go in like for a one episode documentary. If it's more than one, I'm probably not that committed. <laughs> if it's one episode, it's two hours. That's that's a movie yeah, right? documentary. It's not a docu series. <laughs> <laughs> docu series. That's what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, social media went into a frenzy when rumors began swirling that Penn Badgley was being eyed to play Mr. Fantastic in Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four reboot. It was said that the actor probably has the role already by reporter Devin Ferrasi, but it looks like he has now backtracked and debunked his own comments, confirming that he was only going by what he's seen on Reddit and gut instinct Ferrasi has made it clear that he's and far as as far as he's aware that Badgley isn't officially set to play Reed Richards in the MCU. For many fans, this news will come as a relief. While Badgley is a very talented actor, John Krasinski remains the firm oh, yeah. fan favorite choice. You need to choice. give us a little more of uh, Jim from The Office as Mr. Fantastic. Right. I, that, I, I'm down with that cast. However, they've already said that was just a fan service. Don't expect John Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic. And Emily <sighs> Blunt could be the invisible girl. Yeah. Obviously, this would Family be... Family affair? A little, you know, a little older. <laughs> They'd be a, <laughs> a, little, a little older. <laughs> well, Fantastic yeah. Four is set to be released in theaters on November 8th of 2024. Danny DeVito let it slip that he still believes his version of Batman villain The Penguin is the best one on screen. Despite Colin Farrell taking over the role for Matt Reeves as the Batman opposite Robert Pattinson as the Caped Crusader, DeVito revealed during a Vanity Fair lie detector test video that his version is better. What about this penguin? Oh, Colin? Mm -hmm. I love Colin. He's a terrific guy. Yeah. My penguin was better. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Is was that right. the truth? You are telling the truth. It certainly yeah, it was. Is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> adorable. That's his daughter interviewing him. Aww. She's adorable. They got a new cartoon together. They too. do. I forget what it's called. Little Demon. It's about the devil. Mm-hmm. The devil. Mm-hmm. Can you really though say his penguin was better? Well, his was more. Campy for sure. He was an actual <laughs> penguin. He ate fish. <laughs> that's true. He did. I'm pretty sure that's not. I like, haven't seen the Batman. So he plays he a gangster. Eat. Colin Farrell's is much more uh, of a gangster. Does he eat fish. He, he does, doesn't wear a top hat. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't go. go, go he doesn't go. He doesn't live in like the sewers and stuff. Right. He doesn't need to sit in ice all well, the time. See? That sucks. Also, in the light detector video, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, penguin. The actual villain from the comic books was not a real penguin. That was just his like villain okay, name. Nerd. I never read the comic books. Okay? <laughs> okay. Also, in the light detector, does Devito named Michael Keaton his favorite Batman? And finally, movie tickets across the U.S. will cost just $3 on Saturday, September 3rd, in celebration of National Cinema Day. If you've never heard of such a holiday before, that's because it never existed until now. National Cinema? National Cinema Day. Oh, I thought you said cinnamon for a second. (laughs) Cinnamon. Okay. Cinema. Cinema. The $3 ticket price applies across all tickets, formats, and showtimes. And yes, that includes IMAX and 3D movies. So far, a growing list of 3,000 theaters, including popular chains like Regal, Cinemark, and AMC, have agreed to take part in the new holiday. The Cinema Cinema 
Foundation, a nonprofit organization created by the National Association of Theater Owners earlier this year, came up with National Cinema Day as a way to encourage people to return to theaters. Labor Day weekend is a notoriously slow time for movie theaters due to a lack of new releases, but perhaps National Cinema Day could help change that. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Hey, uh, for you fans of Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg uh, launched a YouTube channel for toddlers. Yeah. It's called Doggyland. <laughs> Not to be confused with his porno movies called Doggy Style, Style. that came out yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a YouTube channel, kids songs and nursery rhymes for toddlers, from toddlers to eight years of age. Do they have gin and juice? <laughs> yeah, they do. In a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> in a juicy cup. That's a, ju- in a sippy cup. Wow, wow. Good morning, pups. It's time to roll. Let's find a seat. High five, come on. We got lots of life. Yap, yap, and wags all aboard the bus. Let's head to class. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He calls them pups. That's adorable. I could get crunked to that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I could see some girls twerking to that. Just keep in mind that whatever Snoop's doing on that channel, he did it while stoned. So just keep that in mind. Ready for your kids to learn the Snoop way? Well, you've heard of Snoop Dogg's music channel for kids. Well, get ready for Snoop's nursery rhymes. Three high mice. Three high mice. <laughs> see how they smoke. See how they smoke. Yay, I love Snoop. Timmy, what are you listening to? you love Snoop's nursery rhymes. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall because he smoked the fat blunt and passed out. Nice. That doesn't even rhyme, Timmy. It's Snoop's <laughs> nursery rhymes. Jack and Jill went up the hill and they got high and got busy for shizzle. Way to go, Jack and Jill. Well, that's enough of this, Timmy. Check it out today. You're a bad boy, Anna. We've uh, got a true crime report on the way. Also, uh, there was a fight on an airplane. Between the two pilots. Woo! And they, they got in a fight in the cockpit after they took off. So was let me a, tell you about that story. Was it a cockfight? <laughs> this is a cockpit fight. Thank you, Nico. Uh, talk to Jamal, who's uh, calling in. Hi, Jamal. Hi, how's it going, boys? Good. What's up? Not much, man. I was just calling in response. First off, I want to say uh, you guys do an excellent job listening to you guys. Taking my high schooler to school every morning. Um, Thanks, Jamal. Yeah, man. So you guys get our day going. That's kind of how we bond uh, during the day. Um, But I just wanted to call in regards to, I guess, the lady who had called earlier, uh, Miss Betty, or something like that. Um, I just was kind of, I guess, a little taken back how you guys kind of said that right off the bat because she was talking about supporting 2A and stuff like that, that she was a MAGA or Trump supporter. Um, I'm prior military. I don't support Trump at all, never have. Uh, he's a goofy duck, in my opinion, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, but I just feel like, you know, people are missing out on the big thing, like everybody saying, hey, well, you know, I want to move countries because they deal with less. Well, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> there's been plenty of mass shootings. 
stabbings in the UK. Um, just well, I, I, there's stabbings, but you cannot say there's mass shootings. Yeah, you got a site where when there's been a, a mass shooting in okay, the past well, hundred perfect years. example, perfect example in Europe just a couple of days ago, and uh, I believe it was Montenegro. There's a guy who went in um, with a hunting rifle, not an AR-15, not anything like that, a hunting rifle, right? Uh, bolt action went and killed um i believe it was like i think it was like four to twelve people something like that and you know who stopped him it wasn't the cops it was a citizen that had a rifle as well and my thing is is that um yes there should be stricter things in place i do agree with that but at the same time where they're talking about all these bands and stuff like that like i said i'm prior military so i've seen firsthand i've been overseas where guns save people's lives um not to mention prior to me coming to fort bliss i grew up in the bronx um so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's that's not the best place to grow up mm -hmm. um and you know those people there in new york are defenseless um i mean so what would you rather have would you rather be in a country where they're telling you hey just rely on the government and the police um for self-protection and hope for the best because by the time they get there half the time the damage is already done perfect example look at uvalde mm -hmm. you know like what did those guys do what's the excuse there there is no excuse you know it took for somebody else that was not even a cop to do it so i'm just i'll tell you jamal uh, i have a pretty i have a pretty extreme position if if we had the option that all the guns would disappear tomorrow i'd be for that but it would have to be contingent on nobody has a gun. You know what I mean? Like, if if we yeah, could yeah, magically yeah. make them all disappear, I'd sign up for that. But you can't do it where, oh, but there's still guns. And especially, it's unrealistic in the United States because we got so many guns. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's also, no way they're going to go out and collect them all or it's whatever. It's not going to happen. It's okay to be pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment and still be horrified by the amount of mass shootings. I mean, I, I always, like I was just talking on the commercial break, I like to try and approach it not even from a gun standpoint. It's like if we're, that, listen, I respect the Second Amendment, so what else can we do to, to, to cut these mass shootings in half? I mean, 73% of the mass shootings do happen in America. So yeah. that's, you know, that's just, I, that number needs to go down for me. And we, I, we I account can do that for 73% percent of, the of the entire pie yes, in the entire world. And I, you know, it's, I'm, I am happy to respect the Second Amendment completely and still have the conversation. That's, I don't want people to jump to, you know, the Second Amendment gun conversation when we're trying to solve the mass shooting problem. Because there are other ways. I and mean, I don't think it's, it I think, I don't think it's all or nothing. I no, think you could exactly. be for certain things. You know, a judge in Texas just overruled that you can't ban eight. 18 to 20 year olds right, from getting AR style weapons. I think so it was handguns. It was handgun built. Was was that what it, it was? was? A, it was handguns. Okay. All right. Um, you can't. The ban was on handguns for 18 to 21 year olds. Oh really? Yeah. And, yeah. For handguns. Yeah. Um. And and see, like that's that's a thing too. Like um. You know, like I say. I mean, even if you were to, like Buzz was saying, um, it would be dang near impossible to take firearms from yeah. people because even if sure, even absolutely. if the, the legal law-abiding citizens were like hey mm -hmm. okay we're gonna take we're, we'll go ahead and turn our weapons in well then you have criminals uh and then guess what those criminals are gonna have guns and the good guys aren't and then what are you gonna do <laughs> you know what i right. mean like, right on. jamal just to say, say, say like 
Uh, I was just going to say, we did not we did not uh, reference Betty as a MAGA Republican in, in the sense that it was just her comment about guns. It was because she had also said some other stuff about U- Ukraine and and supporting Ukraine. And she had also talked about uh, the disastrous the dis- Afghanistan withdrawal and stuff. And and so that's I mean, we were just trying to put two and two together. And it's like, like that's trying to figure out where she was where coming she's coming from. from. Not because not specifically because of the, the, the gun argument yeah, either. Yeah, right. On. OK, okay. Jamal, thank you. Say hi to your son yep. for us. Thanks so much, or, you, didn't, right. you didn't specify if it was a son or daughter, is it? Yeah, a... it's my daughter. It's my daughter. All right, well, yeah. say hi to your daughter for Thanks us. Thanks for the comments. All right, well, right. dude, thank you, you guys. You have a good one. Thanks, Jamal. Bye. Uh, let, good me tell, points. let me tell you about this fight. Two pilots were suspended from Air France after getting into mm. an altercation on a plane. I bet that was the funniest fight in the world. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many slaps do you think each one got? If, if they were on... Uh, Air France, I'm surprised they didn't just surrender to each other. (laughs) La Tribune reported the pilots got into a fight during a flight between Geneva and Paris. Air France has been criticized for not taking airline safety seriously. So this has been a conversation that there's a culture, uh, not only with Air France, but just... French airlines in general, that they don't really take this stuff as seriously as they should. The pilot and his co-pilot were suspended following a mid-flight fight in the cockpit of the Air France plane. They exchanged blows shortly after takeoff. Cabin personnel heard the conflict before breaking it up. Maybe that's... Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> Do you think somebody was trying to take the last croissant? I think that's what the fight was about. It says the reason for the fight is unclear, but since this is a story that took place on a French airplane, what do you think they were fighting for? It wouldn't be deodorant, that's for sure. Maybe it was uh, somebody took one too many showers in the same Right. Way. What? Who takes two showers showers in one week? Uh, Anyway, both of those pilots are uh, suspended. No word on what the fight was about or whether or not they'll eventually get their jobs back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. If you look to your left, you'll see some mountains. And if you look to my right, you'll see my co-pilot, who's acting like he wants a piece of me. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is your co-pilot speaking. I don't just want a piece of the pilot. I want the whole thing, and I'm about to show him what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking again. I'm about to jack your jaw, brother. Oh, yeah? Well, this is your co-pilot speaking. Fist to the forehead. Headlock. I've got the co-pilot in a headlock. You like that? Huh? You like when I do this? Uh, This is your co-pilot speaking. I can't breathe. Help. We know you have a choice which pilot you mess with, and I'm glad the co-pilot chose me. (laughs) Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, no. Don't shoot you with guns. Don't rob gas stations and banks. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. Don't sell illegal drugs. Don't. Don't bust people in the head. Keep your nose clean. Don't pick up people for money. Don't do that. Don't ever take things that don't belong to you. Never. Against the law, it's against the law. It's 
against the law. It's against the law. Oh my God. We gotta work on that, guys. I thought we were sounding pretty good today. Stop breaking the law! That song should have been illegal. So tell me if this is just a meat cute or is it something that belongs on somebody's permanent criminal record, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Nico, do you know what a meat cute is? Yeah, it's like the story of how two people met and usually it's a moment that is very well, cute. This, this in, involved a young couple who went out on a first date last Wednesday uh, and found out that they were both piano players, but they didn't have piano. 20-year-old Sebastian Spencer and 19-year-old Danielle Salvato were on their first date. They discovered they were both pianists. So, one of them suggested they knew a church that was unlocked where they could find a piano and play it together. Okay. The first church they went to had a door with a broken lock, so they went right on inside, found a piano, and played the piano for about 30 minutes. And then she went to work on his organ after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I mean, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> that alone might not have gotten them in too much trouble, but on their way out, they decided to steal four Bibles as souvenirs, oh, along so with a thieves. along with a set of drumsticks and the church's collection plate. <gasps> okay, there so was, they were like, "You play piano too? Me too. You." Deal? Yeah. Me too. The collection plate was just the plate. It wasn't full of money or anything. <laughs> they just took the plate. They just took the plate. <laughs> like, is the it, money? That's why I'm asking Girl, you. Is this a meat cute? Or is this something that belongs on a permanent record? <laughs> Security <laughs> cameras got it all on video, if you're wondering. The pastor called police the next morning. Sebastian and Danielle confessed to the whole thing. Well, it was handy. They were in church already, so... <laughs> <laughs> They admitted it was a dumb idea, but they're facing charges for felony burglary oh and misdemeanor theft. I, I'm going to say if there's no, like, serious priors, maybe they maybe they let them skate on this, you know? Yeah. It's not like they were breaking wind. Or, though? Yeah. You know. It's, God's house is open. Listen. I mean. God's house. Playing music for the Lord. Maybe don't and steal do, the Bibles. Does but. it sound like they... Well, look, most churches are happy to give away a Bible. Right. If they think somebody wants a Bible. Right. The drumsticks are going to cost you under 10 bucks, And the church's collection plate doesn't seem like it's irreplaceable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to call it just a good, wholesome, meat cute that went a little too far. I, I agree. Yeah? I'm Joanna, with you, Buzz. Your call? With you, Buzz. Mm, I guess not. <laughs> you, you two guys have really good points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just stole the plate, though. There was no money on it. They were like, this is a nice plate. No, you think they leave Maybe. the money laying around? They As soon as that, they get that plate out of the sight of the congregation, that money's going in a vault in the wall, probably. Mm -hmm. And the police are like, this is why we don't leave our churches unlocked. Check your locks. They interviewed one of the men who tied up and robbed Kim Kardashian back in 2016 in Paris. Do you remember that story? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he is saying in the interview that 
he doesn't feel bad at all because she was just like being so flashy with her wealth. It was like she was asking for it. <laughs> um, Vice News spoke to one of the 12 older men. So these guys, I guess, were like in their 50s and 60s. Oh he was God. arrested for the crime, and he says he's not sorry. Yunus Abbas says Kim Kardashian kind of asking for it back in 2016 as she was constantly showing off her wealth on social media. Here's a quote from Eunice who says, I saw one of her shows where she threw her diamond in the pool in an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashian. I thought, she's got money to just throw away. This lady doesn't care at all. Further, he says, since she was just throwing money away, I was there to collect it. Guilty? No, I don't care. <laughs> He oh says, I gosh. don't care. No regrets. He added, celebrities should be a little less showy towards people who can't afford it. For some people, it's provocative. I mean, her diamond earring fell off in the ocean. It didn't. She didn't throw a diamond. Was there an episode pool, where she threw a diamond in the no, pool? No, no. Okay. He's talking about when her diamond earring, I think, fell off in the ocean after he she got married to the basketball Chris guy. And, you know, the famous meme, I think Courtney's like, there are people that are dying, Kim, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I think that's what he's talking yeah. about. Just correcting the facts on that one. <laughs> Great Kardashian impersonation. God, I love by the, the way, way Megan does it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Kim voice. I'll be. Uh, I'll do that from now on for sure. I would be honored. Thank you. An in, impression for me. In, <laughs> in Indiana, a man tried to carjack multiple people last week. This was on Friday. It sounds like. It sounds like a level of Grand Theft Auto in real life guy in southern Indiana tried to carjack multiple people on Friday night. Last Friday, ended up getting hit by a car instead. Not once, but twice. Oh, he got no. hit by oh, two my cars. Oh, my gosh. Police in Evansville, Indiana, got a call about some sort of fight. Evansville is in the southwest corner of the state. And by the way, if you've never traveled through Indiana, southern Indiana, you would think you were in southern Mississippi, Mississippi. or Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> It turned out the man was trying to take someone's truck, but when police got there, he gave up and ran out into the road. That's when he was looking for another car to steal. And then he was hit by the first car. He wasn't seriously hurt, but while police were trying to help him, he jumped up, ran out into the road again, looking for another car to steal, got hit a second time. My man. Oh, my goodness. Double karma there. Clearly, this guy hasn't really played Grand Theft Auto, or you know what you got to do is you got to hit a hooker with a crowbar and throw the body at the police. <laughs> That's not how you steal a car. <laughs> the second time, the man got hit by a semi semi truck, but somehow he still wasn't seriously injured. Police took him to a hospital to get checked out, and then took him to jail. Next on our true crime report, I've got some audio stories that I want to share with you. These are stories that have accompanying uh, auto. A Florida man was arrested. He was pulled over and he was caught attempting to throw something underneath a police car during the traffic stop. John Schneider, not the guy who played Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazzard, yeah. different guy, was caught dropping a, a bag that turned out to be meth underneath the deputy's vehicle. The 
cops see it, they call it, and you can even hear the guy's girlfriend when she realizes that they saw what happened. Put your hands behind your back. Do it now. He just dropped a bag. It looks like dope. Oh, man. <laughs> You're obviously not free to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You know you. You're obviously, obviously can't not go. free to go. Our next story is a man in Georgia was in Walmart on Sunday when the loaded gun he was carrying slipped out of his waistband. He tried to catch the gun, but he fired one shot that hit himself and three other people. Despite. This, everyone should be okay, but the man is facing reckless conduct charges. Um, here is Sergeant Akeem Turnbull of the Georgia police and a Walmart customer explaining what happened uh, and how four people ended up getting shot. He had a loaded firearm that was not in a holster in his waistband that fell. He uh, attempted to grab the firearm and while handling the firearm, discharge it struck himself in the leg. The bullet ricocheted and subsequently struck three other patrons that were inside the business. I can't believe anybody would walk around carrying a gun without a host anyways, regardless of the laws. That doesn't make sense. That thing where you see in movies where people put a gun in their waistband, you see that in movies, and sometimes they're not wearing a belt. Sometimes they're even wearing... Yeah, they look gym, really cool. Gym shorts. That, that, that looks no, super cool. That, don't do that. Like, if that I had a gun, safe. that's how I would probably hold mine. And if it falls out of your pants, should you try and catch well, it? Well, look, unless it was some kind of modified gun that, that for a hair trigger, like any... Any gun that's not an antique or something. It just fell. It's just going to fall. It's, it's not, not going to go off when it hits the ground. What sounds like happened was the guy reached for it. When he did that, he grabbed the trigger. So don't stick your gun in your waistband no matter how cool it looks in movies. Although they do make inside the right. waistband holsters for something oh, like that. Oh, well, yeah. get one of those then. Another story, a Massachusetts man is accused of spraying several people with bear spray outside a restaurant. Allegedly, the bear spray sprayer, John Cahill, was angry that a group of people had crossed in front of his vehicle while he was driving. Hmm. He followed them and sprayed multiple people in front of the restaurant with bear repellent. Oh. <laughs> We've got uh, Police Chief Philip Roberts. And a patron of the restaurant breaking down what happened. The patrons continued to walk towards the restaurant where the male followed them in his vehicle and got out of his car and confronted the group that was crossing the road. You just don't know what people are going to do and how they're going to react. It also has a real high, fast rate of delivery compared to the OC that's designed to be used on humans. As you can imagine, when you're trying to spray a bear that's uh, attacking you or... You, you want the high level with a large animal like that. It's a lot more concentrated and the delivery is faster. That sounds terrible. But, but he was upset that they walked in front of his vehicle. It sounds like he was in a parking lot of a restaurant. You're supposed to let them go by, right? Or he was yeah, driving. you're not in the middle of the, of the highway. But you've got to have some bear spray back there, Buzz. <laughs> Do I have you bear had, spray? You had to order this at some point, right? If not, maybe we should. Probably have some. Is something. that our next uh, Amazon order? <laughs> bear spray? So is it supposed to repel bears or attract, attract them. bears? Repel. Repel, okay. Yeah. 
What bear, fun... I've never heard of bear attractor. <laughs> Honey? <laughs> <laughs> the worst product ever. Bell, bear, bear attractor. <laughs> got a story here about a uh, man who set a gas station on fire because he didn't like the way his cigars smelled that he had just bought there. Been there. If you're buying cigars from a gas station, you're probably not buying the best. Those are probably not the highest quality cigars. They might be cigarillos. Man in Detroit went to a gas station early Tuesday and got a pack of Swisher Sweets. Mm. There you go. Swishers. I, I think Swisher Sweets are the cigars that are most likely to get cut open have all the tobacco dumped out and weed put inside and then smoked. How do you those know are that? Those the number one Why? blunt. Because they're so cheap. Oh, how do you know that? I, Yeah, I smoked Swisher Sweets oh, before. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, you cut out the insides? No, no, no. Just smoke the Swisher Sweets. But I know that, that a lot of people get them with all kinds of different flavors. So you're, I know how you criminal elements work out there. <laughs> uh, so a guy got a pack of Swisher Sweets. When he lit up, he didn't like the smell. He said that the cigar smelled like it had cologne on it. He went to the clerk, wanted to get his money back. The clerk refused his money. <laughs> the clerk told the guy, you're the only one wearing cologne. <laughs> In a way, he said, you're probably smelling your own upper yeah. lip. Yeah. So the man went outside, filled a bucket with gas, opened the door... Dumped the gas inside and lit the place on fire. <laughs> the clerk was able to escape and no one was injured. Police have a suspect in custody. As you might expect, the gas station suffered a severe torching. So, that man likes the swishers. Those are all of our stories today on the True Crime Report. Dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. I deal in crime and that kind of thing. I owe my life in crime to the fact that I was a dropout. Just last week, a guy pulled a knife on me. I can see it wasn't a real professional job. There was butter on it. I can get away with it. Like the crime of the century. Crime of the century. What was the man's crime? And his daring life of crime made him a legend in his time. East and West of the Rio Grande. That's the show for today. The Buzz Adams Morning Show will be back tomorrow at 6 a.m.